This episode is brought to you by Patreon, specifically the Comic Pop Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash comic pop and find out more about how you can keep the lights on here at Comic Pop. And don't worry, we've got plenty of fun rewards, including early access to videos and weekly updates about what's happening here at the studio. That's patreon.com slash comic pop. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes the friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals. A mysterious, all-powerful character, a problem to the police, but a crusader for law. Hey everybody, welcome to Off the Rack, I'm Sal. Uh, so we got a new mic, so if, you, if it's a little quiet, let me know. Um, I tested it out a couple times, it seemed fine uh, when I did the record. So no matter what, if we are doing it when it's not live, it definitely works. It's live, I'm not sure. This mm-hmm. is the first live show we've done with the new microphone and also... Uh, since there are new, new, no new comics, there was one. Uh, there was one. There was some from the big two. Yeah. Uh, there was one, and we're going to talk about it. Yep. Uh, but first, wanted to welcome you to the show. Uh, so even though this is a new comic book show, uh, and when I say new, I don't mean like it's a brand new show. I mean we talk about new comics. Normally, we take the comics of the past week, recap, review them, let you know what we thought about them, and then give you recommendations of books that are coming out this week. We think you should check out. So uh, this week it's a little bit funny. Uh, because of the whole coronavirus thing. It's, this is very quiet. Oh, well. Let's try that. Maybe that'll work. I don't know. I think it's this. Oh, we'll turn that up. I did turn it up. Great. New so, mic, who dis? Yeah. So we're working it out. We're going to I just bugs. turned it out possibly a lot. I yeah, don't know. I don't know. I just kept spinning it. Because <laughs> why not? You know what I mean? Because now, now it's like the, like, okay... What part are we at right now? Like, have they caught up? Right? I don't know. I don't, I don't know either. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah. Give a, give, put a thumbs up in the chat. Yeah. That's what I'll know. There. <laughs> That's funny. Wait, don't touch it yet. No. Well, I've turned... Okay, wait. I turned up the... Yeah, well, now they say it's perfect, and we haven't gotten to the put a thumbs up in the chat. Oh. <laughs> All right. I... I don't know. Works for me. Mm-hmm. All right. So, anyway, uh, normally this show is uh, sponsored by viewers like you, and so we're going to continue that trend by saying, listen, if you want the show to be unbiased and without any... Uh, I don't know, influence. Uh, you can use Super Chats <laughs> to uh, help us out, and what you'll do is you'll make a comment or a question in those Super Chats, uh, or just contribute, contribute to the show in your own way, and we will answer it here on the program, and those money uh, go that those monies go into the infrastructure that is this channel, cool. uh, and allows us to have like crappy audio and whatnot. Yay. So uh, let's share a couple of those Super Chats right now, and then we'll jump into the new book that came out this past week, sure. and then talk about some like, how we're going to make this episode relevant uh, for you. Right. Uh, artist FKA Red says, "Should I check out Valiant? A lot of people helped him out in the chat already and said yes. Uh, I don't see anybody, and I didn't. I don't think of anybody who would say no. Um, definitely check out Valiant if you like shared universes. You're going to dig it. If you like original stuff, you'll dig it. Uh, mm-hmm. They are uh, a very strong leader in the." A uh, small publisher scene. I don't want to call them indie comics because they're really not. Right. Uh, but they are a small, pu- smaller publisher 
who gets top tier talent to work on some of their like iconic characters that have been around for over 30 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would recommend books like Exo Man of War, Bloodshot, yep. if you want to get into like the superhero aspect of the su- of that universe. Mm-hmm. Um, they also have a whole bunch of other stuff that I'm sure that you would recommend they check out. Well, yeah, but I was going to also say Quantum and Woody. Quantum and Woody, if you like humor, uh, yep. particularly the new series. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, there's there's so much out there from Valiant yeah, that Shadow they put Man, out. Shadow Man, Dr. Mirage, if you're looking for the supernatural. Yeah, I would keep an eye out for the new Shadow Man book that is coming out uh not anytime in the next week or so but shortly thereafter mm-hmm. uh because john davis hunt who worked on the wild storm is drawing it and it is great looking stuff i believe cullen bunn wrote yes. that so uh again it's gonna be a solid series mm-hmm. and uh so check that out as yeah, well absolutely yeah uh I, I would also if you want to go back you could check out divinity that was a good one yeah and they actually did a couple of like here's a here's an arc of like a thing they're like they, they did this book called britannia which was like a gladiatorial detective comic yeah i don't know how else to describe that but that's it <laughs> right uh so yeah uh that, that's my recommendation uh, and our recommendations for valiant yeah um uh Scoro says it's been a while since i stopped by to catch the show live so i'm sending some love for everybody for everything you guys do Scoro, thank you very much man thank you uh and some friendless bastard hey take some money bye well, thank you will do well hopefully you're not leaving uh but you know, we appreciate it. Bye. Man. And artist FKA Red says thank you all so much. Uh, thank you guys. Love you all so much. Well, yeah. thank you very much. Thank you. Um, so yeah. Uh, anything else? Any other new business? What are we talking about today? What's our What's our plan? Uh, we're gonna talk about the one book that came out, and then we're gonna talk to you guys about some some comic reading recommendations, and just kind of have like a like a open conversation. Between us and you guys. That's the plan. Uh, is that right? I don't know. Yeah. Well, we, we've always, we, are, we are constantly hit up by people who are like, what should I read? What should I check out? I want to check out this character. What should I check out? Um, if I want to get into indie, what should I read? Uh, and in fact, if you go to Instagram.com slash Comic Pop Official, we actually made a couple of reading lists, uh, but I thought it'd be more fun to kind of like actually talk about them verbally. Sure. Uh, so I have a few books that you can check out per character, uh, and I'm sure you have a number of lists as well. Oh, that's how you did yours? That mm-hmm. was smart. <laughs> Well, thanks. That, smart. But we're going to talk about them all together uh, as we go, but we wanted to recommend some books that you should check out that are done, that you can check out now, that are available across the across the board. You can order them from your local comic book store, or you can get them through Amazon, or you can order them through Comixology, or you could probably watch them uh, or read them through Marvel Unlimited or DC Universe, depending. Oh. So you can literally get these anywhere and uh there's really no excuse not to because they're all good stuff uh so that'll be a good way for you to like get your fix for comics and not forget they exist since you're probably like playing video games constantly or (laughs) or or working right only knows uh so yeah uh let's jump into batman uh the batman the adventures continue which I read originally as Batman the Adventure Continues, because normally that's how it goes. Yeah. Uh, but uh, no, this is kind of like a return to the Batman animated series from those who made it such, uh, sans Bruce Tim. Yeah. Uh, oddly enough, because if you uh, are looking for your Batman the Animated Series fix from 92, uh, you can look no further than the Batman Adventures comic, which came out, I think, in 96. Uh, it featured the first comic book appearance of Harley Quinn, mm-hmm. and it is in the signature Tim style. Yes. In fact, Bruce Tim actually lent his pencil to those series occasionally, mm-hmm. uh, so you could get, like, 
pretty much the definitive other season of Batman the Animated Series. And you got a lot of like indications as to what that series was going to look like mm -hmm. when it would inevitably return in its other various incarnations. Yep. Uh, so this is the, another return. What if it kept going, I guess? And this, I think, pays homage to the Timverse of Animated Series, which means what's canon according to Batman the Adventures continue? Yeah. Uh, Batman the Animated Series, uh, the new Batman Adventures, Superman the Animated Series, obviously, Batman Beyond, Justice League, and Justice League Unlimited. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would not count that Batman Nightwing movie that Bruce Timm worked on. Okay. That's my own headcanon. God okay. only knows. So, yeah. Uh, but that's it. The the Batman The Adventures continue. It's written by Alan Burnett and Paul Dini, who are brainchilds behind the Batman animated series. And, in fact, both worked on Mask of the Phantasm, which also is part of the Timverse and is part of this continuity. Uh, the artist is Ty Templeton. And uh, it is really embracing the digital exclusive format, I think. Because it was like, hey, this is only coming out in digital, so yeah, there's so no... Yeah, so don't have to worry about it. Yeah. Unless you ever want to collect it and print it, and then... Good luck. Uh, by the way, <laughs> if you were wondering, hey, how come there are new, no, no new comics right now? Yeah. Uh, let's explain that a little bit. Sure. Uh, there are new, new, no new comics from the big two right now to appease the local comic shops. Uh, originally, they had solicited all their books to be coming out next week or this week uh, without delay uh diamond comics distribution the only distribution house for said comics to local shops mm -hmm. uh shut their doors for a temporary indefinite period of time uh and so as such no shops could get their their their, their books mm -hmm. and in solidarity to those stores the big two decided after some hemming and hawing and delays not to release the digitals even though they have them and there are a number of finished books that are ready for the month uh so that's why there's no new books. Right. Either physical or digital. Uh, there's even some hubbub about maybe having some new distribution house from Comic Hub. Uh, they said that they were going to come up with a solution where you would pay them, you'd get a PDF of the book, and then uh, you would get mailed a comic from the store that you bought it from if you selected it from a list from Comic Hub. Oh, was it mail? I thought it was like, and then later you can go get it. Or you could maybe you could pick opens. it up. I think that made that well that makes more sense. <laughs> uh, either way, none of it did make sense, and it was a terrible idea, and it died before it had any chance of becoming born. Right. Uh, because they didn't secure permission from the publishers. Uh, they had a different story. They said that they did, and then changed their minds halfway through. Good luck with that. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, that's why there's no new books. Mm -hmm. Except for this, which was supposed to come out digitally anyway, so here it is. Yep. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, so, okay. Um, this is, like, the worst episode of the new season. Everybody was talking about how great this was, and I was like, why? Okay. Like, I was kind of excited, because yeah. we were talking about how, like, this is really awesome! It's, oh, it's back! And I'm like, right on, okay, I'm in. And I like, I, I, I don't want to say that they raise my expectations too much because it's like I know how to mitigate them myself. Right. But in the same token, like they must have because my expectations were for it to be at least as good as the best season four episode. You know, like remember that episode? It had the terrible animation in it, but like where Clayface sent a little girl version of himself. Yes. That was like the best episode of that season. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, like, the first three. Right, right. Um, this doesn't even hold a candle to that episode. Yeah, it was... Uh... It's a lot of world building they were trying to do. I, You know, it's funny. It was, like... It was just fine. It was, like... 
weirdly forgettable. That's the thing is that, but like, if you're going to bring back the animated series, if you're going to delve into digital only, yeah, you got to do something better than a forgettable story, particularly if you have Alan Burnett and Paul Dini. Yeah, no, it's it's true. Um, it it was. I think a, like a lot of the expectations for me were going to be in the art style because it's like I think obviously you have a cartoon while we do love the story and all of that a lot of that is the visual of it yeah. and so like in order to capture that you need to just either go for it or do a spin on it and I we kind of didn't fall in either way yeah the cover of this book I think did a really nice blend the cover did a good job it's like, also, this is the the spirit yeah I like the comic. title page too because it looked like one of the old title cards totally from did. the series and so then you go into it and like it's just lacking something I'm not sure if it's a depth or it's like you know how, like, in the animated series, they use a lot of, like, dark colors, especially yes. at night? Nothing feels particularly light or dark in no. this. Um, obviously, because they're doing a comic, you know, they go for, like, the occasional, like, no background to a panel, which you're not used to seeing in the animated series. Obviously, like, there's always something yeah. behind a character when they're talking. And so, like, that kind of pulls you out of it. But, like, I just feel like the art, while capturing, like, the, like the stylization sort of that's the of thing so, they, they use the model sheets from kind the of, show yeah it, it was just it was lacking like occasionally there was some stuff where i was like oh that's kind of cool but, yeah like, it didn't happen often enough no and the other thing was for it if it's because it's so beholden to the animation feel mm -hmm. uh the the other issue is of course that it lacks fluidity and it feels very stiff Mm -hmm. So if you're going to try and ape off of a animated series, you really don't want it to feel like it's lifeless and stiff, which I think it does. Yeah. I think everything is really static and without true motion. Yeah, like literally like when we first opened it up and we're I'm going through the pages, I was like, okay. like I'm like, maybe the artist is getting his footing. And then I see the robot and that's when I was like, somehow you made this look more like a cartoon than the animated series ever did. Well, and, and okay, <laughs> so if you go through the pages and you're a big fan of the Max Fleischer Superman show like I used to be, yeah. uh, the robot is in the spirit of the robot from like the episode everyone thinks of to the point where the the device that the robot is stealing looks just like some of the machinery from the Max Fleischer sure. show. But even the robots in the Max Fleischer show had some level of, I don't know, cohesion. Like, it, they technically made sense within their world. They were very 1930s inspired robots. Yeah. But they made sense even in their own context. This looks like an afterthought it looks like a quick sketch somebody made of a robot during pictionary where well, it's like i need a quick robot yeah he's like and i don't want to like point i don't want to make fun of a clown you know like where do you start but like it he's so top heavy it like, wouldn't work like there's nothing about it that makes any sense well, it's funny. and it's like yeah it's a cartoon but at the same time like come on it's funny you say top heavy because for me the the fact is it's like between the robot and the cars on the page, oh nothing has weight. No. Like, this robot looks like it does, no, like, there's nothing to it. No, well, it casts no shadows, despite the fact that all the shadows that they put in are, like, digital and stuff. Like, it's, there's, the more you look at it, the more glaring it becomes. And, like, it's, like, there are, there are developments in this that I think more people want to have had had happened mm -hmm. in the show in an, like when they're thinking about the show 
You know what I mean? Like, they're more, like, their own hopes and dreams and aspirations and expectations are foisted onto this book. So yeah. they're like, so when you get to the part where they imply that Jason Todd has returned, even though he's never been introduced in sure. the show, yeah. and the character of Tim Drake within the context of the animated series was the merging analog of, like, Jason Todd anyway, to right on down to the tire-stealing origin, mm-hmm. you, you kind of, like... Why are you doing that? Right. And I figured it out immediately upon seeing any reviews about it online. Which was everyone shitting themselves over how awesome it is that Jason Todd's back. And I'm like, oh, oh fan service. Like, oh, so you the get, reason you, you did can... that is because it, it is so bad looking. Well, I and mean, like, they didn't, no, put, they didn't put Jason Todd in there because they knew it wasn't going to look good because they didn't know that. No, but, like, at, but that's why it's getting, like... Four out of fours or four sure. out of fives. It's like because people are so excited to see Jason Todd in the animated series, and it's like you got that in the form of the Tim Drake character. Mm. And listen, he's no one because they merged Tim Drake and Jason Todd. Like the Tim Drake character, I've always argued is has very little character to him. You know, he's a little rough around the edges, but like, who gives a shit right. at that point? Like. The the animated series creators were clearly not interested in giving all their characters as much depth, nuance, and subtlety as they were in the first three seasons. Yeah, and that and you can see that as they go. And like they tried to recapture it by using the the movies. You know, they'd be like, "Oh no, look! Like how about Return of the Joker? Like we can give some depth to Batman in that." And like when I was a kid mm-hmm. and Return of the like a teenager, I think when I when Return of the Joker came out. Uh, I was like, this is so cool. Mm-hmm. But upon rewatching it, the more I watch it, the more like unsatisfying it is as a, as a conclusion for the animated series because it's just a bunch of cool stuff that happens and not right. like it doesn't give the characters any like satisfying send off. It just mm-hmm. kind of like is horrible shit they couldn't have gotten away with on the show happening to these characters, which is cool, admittedly, to see in animation form, but it's also kind of dissatisfying in terms of a story if you are in any way a fan of the first three seasons. Right. Like, there is no episode in the first three seasons that even hold a... Like, that the, the are on the same level as this issue. Yeah. Like, maybe the episode with the, with, with the kids and the penguin. But, like, that one, even that one, as a kid, I thought was... I've got a Batman in my basement. Like, yeah. I loved that episode, even though, for most people, it's considered to be one of the worst... It's like it's. What You're talking to a die in the wool, uh, like Batman anime series fan. So it's like never was it going to reach my. No, it's never going to be like on your top ten. No, but at the same time, like I I know the difference between like r- like excellent work and something that's like practically a slipshod afterthought, and that's what this looks like. Yeah, it really does, and I mean it could just be because they're like that's digital only. Who cares? <laughs> That is the worst attitude to have for any art you ever produce, much less commercial art, which is like, 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 if you trick the gallery people into displaying your art, and you spent all the money, time, and effort into producing art that you were like, who gives a shit? Mm -hmm. And you, they still put up on the walls, the joke's on them. But like... People are paying you for this. Right. No, it's true. I just, I don't know enough about Ty Templeton. No, and I've seen his name before a million times. So I, and I, I feel like I've seen his work done as like a character designer for the animated series. Or maybe he did like full, like I think maybe his strengths lie in his static covers versus right. his uh, panel to panel sequentials. 
I don't know. I don't know, but I, I know that name. There's I just... just something about this first issue where it's just lacking. Like, even looking at, like, the uncolored pages, like, it's just... Well, it's just, it's just the character and then some, yeah. some, some lines that, yeah. de- that, that de- designate backgrounds and buildings. Yeah, absolutely. Which so. is too bad. Like, it is. And, like, story-wise, I was like, okay, fine. Story-wise, like, I couldn't care less. We're doing, like, uh, we're, we're bringing Lex Luthor in. Superman's not around. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some greater mystery. At least it's a detective story. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, like, it was just so... Who cares? That's the thing. It's just... It was... I wouldn't even say it's by the numbers, because by the Batman animated series numbers, it should have at least been rewarding. Yeah, I know. There's so much about this. I feel like if you were bringing this back, you should have done something a little more classic to the series. Something... That is a little grittier. I was a little surprised by how like childish it was. Not, I don't want to like, I don't want to, I don't want to uh, diminish it right. by suggesting that if something is made for children, it is so, it is some, in somehow inherently not good mm-hmm. or up to the quality I should expect as an adult. But like, Batman fights Bane for half a second. He fights a robot for another half a second, and then the story's over. Like that's and there is no story well, as then, much and as and then Bruce Wayne shows up. But then Batman oh, comes back. Great, but Bruce Wayne has an interaction with Veronica Vreeland, which are like, oh, which they do, which is a funny Bruce Tim or uh, Paul Dini ism, I think, because like, like literally in every future, in every incarnation of Batman post the cancellation of Batman the animated series. The Vreelands show up somehow. Right. Like he must. Like you know what I mean. He's got stock in them. When when Batman retires, the issue, the episode in which he retires in Batman Beyond, he's saving like Veronica Vreeland's like granddaughter or something. Like he puts a Vreeland in everything. Right. So I, for me, I was like, hey, Vreeland, haha. <laughs> but like, what? Oh, and he, and he's interacting with Lex Luthor, and I'm like, oh, does Luthor know who he is? No. Yeah, or but, yes. I right. Think like so. there's. I didn't think so. He's uh, like. It's also weird, like, how inconsistent his forehead is. Well, yes. Lex very Luthor. much. I was like, how much head does Lex Luthor have? Right. Uh, all of it. <laughs> uh, the, the, one, the only thing... Uh, here's, a, here's a note of, of, of positivity I'll give it. Uh, they kind of went back to the darker-skinned Lex Luthor that was in the Superman animated series that is noticeably lacking in the Justice League animated series. Like, they made, yeah. him, they made him whiter. In the animated series for Justice League. Right. And I was like, man, that's too bad. Like, yeah, I kind of like the Tanner Luther. Yeah. Um, and I remember that being kind of like an, an, a note of discussion back in the day. Right. About, like, what race Lex Luthor technically was in the animated, in the animated series. And I was like, that's kind of neat. And I, like, I remember not really thinking at all about it nope. until someone broached the subject. Yeah. And when they did, I went, oh, that is kind of interesting. Like, I kind of dig that. You know, if he is, like, if he is darker skinned, I'm, I'm down. You know, but if he isn't, like, I don't really care. I legitimately didn't even think about it. No, but like... Like, Even till just now, where I was just like, yeah, that's what he looks like. Right. Well, that's the thing. But in the animated series, remember, he was very light. Right. But yeah, like, I... uh, Utterly forgettable. And and ultimately, for me, disappointing. Yeah, it was a little disappointing. It definitely was. Yeah. I'm definitely not buying it again Ooh. and it was only a dollar it was a dollar and, I, and like i don't know if maybe they were like well we're only charging a dollar so like really dial it back we can't yeah I, maybe i don't know i don't know again I, I don't know enough about the artists to know whether or not right? like how much work they've done in terms of pages and and what happened. i don't know so. speaking of a dollar by the way yeah comiXology is having a sale this is not a plug 
That sounded like a real like. It really did. That really like, just, where are we going with this? The the you know that the that Ghost Rider book you're reading. Yeah. It's two bucks per book right now. Oh wow! So like I guess you can of... catch up on all of Ghost Rider for like a dollar ninety nine. Well, I already bought it all. Yeah, <laughs> jokes on you. So like, but no, like, uh, but I was thinking, oh man, this was a dollar. If you spend an extra dollar, you'll actually get like a full comic book out of it. <laughs> It's Ghost Rider, so it's not like anything close to Batman, but I was like, I was looking for sales and deals hey. on comicsology that might appeal to our viewers. Some people might like it a lot. You don't. <laughs> you like it a bit. I, a bit, yes. But I'm saying, like, if you want to check out Ghost Rider. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but, but my point is, there is no shortage of dollar comics you can get. Right. That are worth more than this. Okay. Uh, Langley Neely says, uh, no new comics, now is the worst, so I bought a PS4. <laughs> wow! Any good games recommendations, uh, comic-related or otherwise, Spidey was great. Of course, you must have gotten Spider-Man with it, because I... Well, that's... there's, like, there's, like, three, there's three or four bundles, and, like, it's gonna come with, like, the top tier, throw a rock, anyone's gonna recommend these games. Right. Spider-Man, uh, Zero Horizon, Horizon, Horizon Zero, Zero Dawn. Dawn, I was gonna make it into, like, a war thing. Zero Dark Thirty is what you Zero, doing. yeah, that's every time, every time. Um, got a boy, um, and, uh, <laughs> The Last of Us. Like, you throw a rock, anyone's gonna throw those games at you, and... But if you haven't already, buy those. Go get those, they're good. And get them used. Um, you know, we buy, we pay a lot, but it's, like, couch co-op is like the key. So if you have some folk to play it with, I highly recommend grabbing Overcooked. Yes. It's a stupid little game, but like it will like make and break your friendships. Yeah, it will it will bring you together. It is not <laughs> it will a friendship tear destroyer you down and then and make you build stronger. you back up. Cuz you will have re- like you will have run a failing restaurant in yes. the in the heart of a volcano together. Yes, and you know what it is. You will you will have made pizzas in a haunted house. Yeah. And come out the other side of it all the better for yeah. it. Yeah, when you see pizza, you'll be like, yay, they're easy to make. I mean, of course, you can grab, like, any of the Soulsborne games. Um, yeah. I like the overall look of Bloodborne, if you like that kind of game. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that that is a really, like, beautifully crafted-looking game. Yeah. Um, Any of the Call of Duties for your standard shooter. Yeah, I like Codbo 2. I think that's the best out yeah, of them. Yeah, but, like, for the modern system... Up to you. Cabo yeah. 4 is simply an, a... There's no campaign in it. It's no. just multiplayer. But you can play with bots if you want, including the Zombies game. So if you're looking for something like that, that's not too bad. Yeah. Um, I really want to try Neo. I have it. I just haven't mm-hmm. jumped into it. Yeah. I think of some of the other stuff that we've played. Yeah. Doom. Doom Eternal. Or even Doom... Doom 1. Doom 2016. Grab that. Or Doom... Ultimate Doom and uh, Doom 2 Because you can get those in the PS4 shop. Go yeah. check those out, too. They're doing a lot of sales as well. Yes. Um. So I would definitely recommend going to see what's on sale. And they even still do demos. Could you believe it? No. They still do demos for certain things. So you hmm. can go try some stuff out. See what you're looking for. Right. See what you like. Uh, Eddie Eckenberg says, I've uh, been staying inside a lot playing Persona and Persona 5 Royale. And I just noticed how much Tiffany looks like Futaba. And now I can't unsee it. Thank you. You don't have to Google that. I, I did. have no idea what that means. Yeah, you do. That's amazing. <laughs> Nailed it, Eckenberg. Nice job. Uh, Igor Ruth- R- Rusin helping us out. Thank you very much. Uh, Mr. Rayguns, pew pew, says, Love you guys. The new Batman Beyond series is great. Don't know if you've read any of it yet. Uh, I've read some of it, and it is great. It's better than this. I'll tell you that. Better than like, mine. Better than mine. It's legitimately good. Uh, Bretta West says, so in the vein of Barbara and Bruce hooking up, what comic book relationship is the biggest no in your book? For me, it's Husk and Angel. Yeah, that was one of the grossest things. Uh, 
both of those things are incredible no-nos for me. Yeah. Um, so good call, Bretta. But uh, as far as no-nos go, um, I'm trying to think of like sacrilege beside the Barbara Batman one is the one that's like enough. You're you, you are alone in your fetish, Bruce Tim. You are alone in your fetish. Like no one, no one likes that. There might be a... But, but, you, but you awakened it in people. Like, you created that fetish so it. that other people... So that you wouldn't be alone. Congratulations right. on that. Um, I don't know, man. I, that's, a, that's a good question. I was like, I'm like, does, does, does Jacqueline Gwen count? No. No. Ugh, no. That's, that's, that's borderline rape. So, yeah. like, for me... Uh, oh, wait. What about... Um, didn't... Oh, what were we... Was it... Was it... Like... Was it... Um, Keep going. I'll, I'll get to it. My brain's gonna get there. But thank you for your yeah. suggestions. Oh wait, you're not. You're not going. You don't have an answer. Not really. Wasn't it Gwen and um? Wasn't in Spider Man? Was it Sin's past? Oh yeah, Norman Osborn. Yeah, thank you. That that didn't happen. I was so desperate to try. Well, yeah, but that's still a no. Yeah, that's a big no. It's a big no. Yeah, Gwen and Norman Osborn. Yeah, I mean it's that's a, the that's biggest. A... That's the biggest of no. I would also just like this isn't really anything. I just don't care for like Thanos' creepy like obsession, obsession with, with death. death. They've pretty much abandoned. That I know, but I'm just saying. Like, see, I like it. Well, fine, but like you know, because it's just... tragic. Because I know death will never be like death is always like keeping him at arm's length. To, I like to that. be fair. He's kind of a dick. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. I'm just, That's an understatement for Thanos. I'm saying it's less of like a tragedy on him. It's more like a, No, but it's... Yeah. You're doing all this crap for her. Pack it up and move on, man. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's one-sided. She's, she at times has a skeleton face. What are you doing with that? I don't know. He likes that. <laughs> he just likes teeth. <laughs> Nick the Destroyer, just want to throw some love and cash your way. Well, you just did, Nick. Thank you so much, man. We really appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Uh, and thank you very much. Thank you, thank you. Uh, R. Jones, hey, Silent Tiff, been reading Kurt Busiek's books in, while well, in quarantine. Nice. Thoughts on Superman and Secret Secret Identity or Batman Creature of the Night? Uh, you're reading Creature of the I, Night. Yep. And I think Superman's Secret Identity is excellent. I And I dig Creature of the Night. Yeah, I mean... Even if it makes me think of Rocky Horror every time. Oh, yeah. Creature of the Night? <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Busiek's great. Despite yeah. his... His his crossover hypocrisy. He is kind of a hypocrite. I'm gonna throw that out there. I'm yes. throwing it down. We made a little video about Marvel DC crossovers and how it's like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if they had an intermediate? Like before the comic book industry practically imploded over this coronavirus thing, we were like, oh man, maybe the fact that they both have parent companies is the reason why they want to have crossovers. What if they had an intermediary? Yeah. So IDW publishes all the crossovers and everyone gets money. IDW would of course shoulder the cost because IDW would then have a book in the top 10 sellers every month. Wouldn't that be great? So I tossed that out there online, and because Kurt Busiek's very vocal about his involvement with JLA Avengers, I tagged him on the conversation, and he uh, he dressed me down. He did. And I was like, right on. Like, you know, I, I'm not sure if you understand. I'm not trying to suggest that you write more crossovers. I'm just right. saying, like, I was kind of, like, hoping, hoping for a, or a signal boost. Yeah. And again, he was like, I don't give a shit. Like, please leave me alone. And I was like, right I'd, on. Like, I'd rather not do those. He said, I have no interest in doing crossovers ever again. And I was right. like, right on. Okay, cool. Like, fair enough. And I actually deleted the tweet and redid it without his tag. Uh, then Gail Simone was like, hey, wouldn't it be great if you could do some Marvel DC crossovers? Who's in? And Kurt Music was like the first one to say, me, and here's my pitches. And I'm like, oh, I see. So if it's Gail Simone, it's okay. My apologies. I, I think it, it's just, you know. Who you? Yeah, right. Well, like I wasn't asking him for a pitch. 
Anyway, moving on. Uh, keep the positivity. Dan V nine hundred says, "I like the adventure. Con the adventures continue, but I didn't love it. Each chapter will be short. Uh, I did love the interaction between Bruce and Lex, along with the cliffhanger. Looking forward to more as it comes. Uh, well, it's a it's a very small investment, so it's very easy to yeah. to check out. Uh, so even if you even if you if if you didn't love it, you know it's not essential. Yeah. But if you did love it, it's a buck." Uh, Luke Verillo, happy Monday. Hope you guys and Ethan and Ben are doing well in quarantine. I'm in the middle of my free trial week for the DC app. Ooh. Here for recommendations once I get through reading Morrison's Batman. Nice. Uh, well, as far as the app goes, which I am like paying for for some reason, uh, you can watch all of Batman the Animated Series, all of Superman the Animated Series, all of mm -hmm. Justice League the Animated Series. Well, I, see, I think he's also looking I know, for looking for yeah. books. Well, we're going to get to. Uh, but like, you, can also, you should also check out some of the originals that they've made. Uh, the Harley Quinn show is excellent for yeah. the first uh, season um, Swamp Thing Swamp Thing watch Swamp Thing Doom Patrol watch Doom Patrol great one um, and uh, I think as far as the original programming goes uh, that's kind of it um, but if you want more there's tons more I think you can get Swamp Thing on there like the book I think Saga Swamp Thing's on there it depends on like how much is there you know yeah right um, well we will just bring up our stuff later but we will on, bring and then you can check, take a check exactly. cross reference it with yeah. the app exactly um, but yeah uh, Joseph D. Polito says hey guys uh, uh, here's some cash now that you. I can catch up on uh, catch your shows live for the time being that's right yeah we're we're You're in a weird place where all of our schedules line up that's right um and I am collecting Batman Gotham Central nice. and the Super Sons Omnibus, thinking of calling up Zaps to purchase Batman No Man's Land. Um, okay, so those are great recommendations. Uh, Gotham Central is cool. Mm -hmm. If you're looking for, like, Law & Order Batman, boom, there it is. Yeah. Uh, Super Sons, we have the Omnibus as well. It's excellent. Uh, just just basically, if, you, and if you're, you're like, I can't spend money on Omnibuses, just go to um, the apps and see, like, either Comixology or DC Universe. See what's there. And just grab Super Sons. Uh, if Jorge Jimenez is drawing it, it's a must-buy. If uh, if not, it's still going to be an engaging story that's lovely. Yes. Uh, and you're going to dig it. Check it out. Um, no Man's Land. Um, yeah, man. Uh, it's very long. It's very expensive if you want to, like, get them all. Um, and it's also had two print runs. And they're both, like, have different books in and out of it. It's really weird. Uh, but yeah, man. Uh, I'm sure that Corey would appreciate it. So definitely give them a call. Uh, Eric Sanity. Or Eric Santi says, uh, do you think Paul Dini will ever adapt his idea for an episode where Batman dies? This is such a good idea. This is such a good pitch. I'm just, I'm just warning you. Mm -hmm. uh, an idea where Batman dies and meets Death of the Endless to the comics. Uh, from his memoir, graphic novel, he says Neil Gaiman liked the idea, but the studio didn't. It wasn't Death that he meets. I think it's Sandman. You think it's Dream? I think it's Dream, because he wanted John Hurt to play Dream. Oh. I loved that. Oh. I loved John Hurt for Dream. That's an interesting question. If it was Morpheus Dream, which it was back then. Right. Yeah. Huh. Ugh. Yeah. He pitched that right after he was beaten savagely uh, in the street, uh, which it, in, uh, inspired his graphic novel. Right. Uh, which you can check out, and it's A great. A true Batman story at Dark yeah. Knight? Dark yeah. Dark Knight, yeah. Um... And they, like, they, I think it was Burnett was like, oh, whoa, 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 before you, slow your roll. We're not doing any of that. <laughs> like, he wrote this whole episode to kind of, like, cathartically deal with, with that. Right, and, right, right. And, and Burnett's like, I'm glad that you used it as an opportunity to get to feel better, but, like, no. <laughs> it could be both of them, I wonder. It might have been both of them. It might have made sense. I missed you hanging out, like, all the time. They, oh, they're, you know, they're related. Uh, Devashish Mahatra. They're all related. <laughs> That's true, but those two seem closer than others. Yes. 
Uh, Debashish Mahapatra says, What happened to Marvel Infinite Comics? Like Wolverine Japan, Most Wanted. They felt animated because they were made for screens. Great format for digital. Agreed. Yeah, Marvel Infinite. Remember Marvel Infinite? Where you could, like, you could scroll and it was... They essentially... I think that uh, my guess would be based on the what happened to Marvel Infinite was, uh, and if you're not familiar, Marvel Infinite was literally like, we're not going to pay to animate it, but we will like have the care like have the book like move essentially if you just scroll as fast as you can, right, right, like, right, right. Uh, as fast as you can, just whoa, but no, it, like, it, it was basically like a, it was kind of like a motion comic, right, um, right, but. The issue was that I think they made more money from the trade sales of the book. And when that happened, they were like, oh, shit. Well, we have, you know, like 10,000 pages for issue. Like, right. <laughs> we need to selectively pick what pages to use. Uh, and it became a nightmare. My guess, it was, just, it was just a nightmare to try and figure out, like, how to adapt it. Mm. Uh, but yeah, they should just bring those back. Those were fun. I'm sure they were a nightmare to produce, though. Yeah, because there's like a, a, a... Yeah. Right? Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Raj Patel says, Hey guys, check out Infidel by Pitch... Pitchishot? And Campbell from Image Comics? Check out Infidel from Image Comics. Uh, it's a phenomenal political horror book that uh, is a one-and-done story. Have a good one. Will do, Raj. Thank you very much. Hey, yes. What what Dreams Didn't Come, Morpheus from Sandman series, almost made an... I, I was so obsessed with this. After yeah, you're like, wait, 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 wait. Almost made an appearance in Batman the Animated Series, contrary to what some have theorized about the reasoning for its cancellation. Neil Gaiman has repeatedly voiced he was 100% enthusiastic about the idea when Paul Dini approached him about it, even proposing the casting of John Hurt in the role. The big reason this never happened was in 1993, Vertigo split off as its own brand mm. and became a mature readers only, yeah. which they didn't want to associate with, with the their cartoon. Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah. So there you go. It was Morpheus. There you go. Uh, Dini Dude 7, uh, speaking of Ghost Rider, check out Jason Aaron's run. Did you ever read much of Jason Aaron's run? No. I, I think you would like it, is based it... on your experience with Thor. Um, excuse me, is it Danny Ketch? No, it isn't. Well, then who's going to fall no, into but he's in it. trash can? Trust me, you'll like it. No, no, no. <laughs> Danny Ketch has a huge status quo change. I don't remember if that's Daniel Way or if that's Jason Aaron, but they they do insane things with Danny. I'm sure I, I yeah, a lot of things happen to him that are different. Yeah. But I was just, yeah. It's weird, yeah, I know, because <laughs> Danny Ketch is just a, a clown. I feel badly for Danny. Right. Who doesn't? Um, but yeah, you should check it out. Uh, super comic fanboy six sixteen. I haven't got it yet, but would you say the adventures continue read like a toy commercial because it is? Get your Batman the Animated Series toys from DC Direct this fall. It honestly didn't because you only see Batman. Yeah, like you don't see a car. You there don't is a, there is one shot of the Batmobile in the Bat Cave. But like, it's not doing anything. No. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, unless they're gonna have like the robot. Mm-hmm. Like, it honestly didn't even feel like Which it was selling buy. me anything. It just no. felt like it was making me not want to buy something. By the way, if you ever do want to watch an amazing toy commercial, you should go to YouTube and check out the Batman animated series action figure co- uh, commercial starring Kevin Smith and oh Paul Oh my Dini. god, yes! Uh, because that is a work of genius. It really is. It's Batman! It's Batman! <laughs> 
Uh, Jack O'Connell says, hey guys, hope you're doing well with everything happening and keeping busy. We are trying to, man. That'll be, hopefully you are as well. Once my university exams are over, I'm planning on getting a Nintendo Switch if my sisters don't kill me before then. Yeah, well. Nice. And if they don't kill you before you get the Switch, they're going to kill you for your Switch. Yeah, that's actually, that's a great purchase. Hopefully exams are over soon because Nintendo's also doing a big sale in their store on some of the, like, independent games. Mm -hmm. As well as other games as well. I picked up a couple of games for a penny. Right. One of the games I picked up is... Up to four players can work to keep a railroad going. And by that, I mean, like, I think there's a train going and everybody's trying to lay the track together. (laughs) And I'm like, yes. I really like these games that test our friendships. Yeah, I really, yeah, I don't understand it, but I I appreciate the... the, Like when we played, um, was it Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Uh, Kenneth Dowling, hi guys, hope all is well. I checked out a couple of issues of Tynan's run on Batman. It looks pretty good. The designer... It looks kind of silly. Much improvement from Tom King, thank God. Uh, Kenneth, we talked about this a little bit, but I will. Uh, in, I will talk a little bit about you know, the over designer. Um, I agree. Uh, the designer is ridiculous. I think he's supposed to be. Obviously, you don't get through the the, the amount of like goalposts that he has to go through in order to before w- without like any discussion. It's like I'm thinking Becky Campbell pants, and they're like, oh uh, no. Like, nope, but they got it, so he had to go through a series of decisions. Um, but if you're soft on Tynan's run, and you're like, eh, particularly, like I was. Like, when it first started with Tony Daniel. Like, okay. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, the art was, like, a little... Ooh, ooh. But, like, but that's better. the last issue, I think 91, was where you should start. Which, if he... If you do know about the designer, yeah. then you probably are already Yeah, there. if you started with the designer, that's the time keep, to start on Time's Run. Because it's like, because this, yeah, they threw a lot of shit I don't care about at me in the, in the beginning. Yeah. And I was like, I needed a palate cleanser. Like, we needed Batman's Grave to be the book. Like, just be Batman 80, 88 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then just be that. The problem is, of course, it's taking forever to come out. Um, but yeah, I, I'm very happy with it as well. Uh, artist FKA Red says, just found out my job sent me some money on top of what I saved up. Wow. Have more money. You guys, you're very kind, man. Well, thank, thank you, you so much. much. Keep some of that money. Yeah. Because you don't know when it's all going to come back. Thank you so much back, but for I, thinking of us. And I'm happy that you got more uh, thank you. than you thought. Lucha Dandy, uh, speaking of toys, if TMNT and Power Rangers can have, have can have a solid comic, which they do, Yes. Uh, then there's a chance for Street Sharks comic. Dude. If you haven't already, go on the Toy Galaxy's website uh, or YouTube channel and uh, check out his Street Sharks rundown because, like, I watched a little bit of Street Sharks and immediately turned it off. But those toys were amazing and I really always wanted a Street Sharks hand puppet. I never got one. Uh, I don't want to get into they it. They should do a limited run or a limited series of Street Sharks and they'll just bring in Grant Morrison and he can weave the epic lore that is Street Sharks because yes. I don't know anything about Street Sharks other than I, I've seen their toys. Yeah, essentially, they're just, there's they're real people who are turned into shark people. It, it's tragic. I would never want to be a shark person, but these kids make the best of it. They have a jawsome time. Uh, most people, the only thing they know about Street Sharks is that Vin Diesel was in one of the commercials for them. What? Oh, you've never seen Vin Diesel's Street Sharks commercial? No. It's, like, amazing and also, like, pull that up while, while it's it's very quick. It's just him, like, playing with them. It's Vin Diesel, and it's unmistakably Vin Diesel. Or, or is this what we've, like, just turned this show into? Is me No, watching? we're getting into the review. Okay. We're getting into recommendations. Okay. Uh, but uh, St. Lucia says, uh, do you, would you do a commentary on the Batman TMNT movie? I should... We already saw it, and I enjoyed the hell out of it, by the way. It's one of the best DC animated movies made in the last two years, I think. 
Because just genuine and indulgent, like, it's just kind of fun. Um, I, I really enjoyed that. Uh, and so I'd love to talk about it more. I want more. Get, give us more. Like, do another one. Do the second one. Like, do, do the third one especially. Like, come on. Bring back the original cast of Justice League and, and make them all happen. Um, it's just, it's Vin Diesel in a darkened room being thrown Street Shark figures and him being like, oh, okay. And then he just grabs one and he like does little voices for everybody, but it's Vin Diesel. It, it, it's outrageous. Here, plug, here, you can listen to it using these headphones. You're, you're like, I'm committed to you seeing this. You, you gotta watch this. Uh, Jordan Metviner says, Thank you for helping me not go insane during the uh, workroom from home. You're very welcome, man. Thank you for helping us out and for hanging out with us and, uh, and letting us be part of your home as we, uh, as we chill with you. We actually did a super secret, dark, like, late night uh, live stream a couple of, uh, I guess, like, almost a week ago. Uh, I did. Um, I'm thinking about doing them a, a little bit more frequently uh, as we hang out. It'll be after dark. That's why we're calling it Comic Pod After Dark. They're not really saved for posterity. They're unlisted, so I get rid of the links and everything. So it's kind of, like, preserved for us to just kind of, like, be and hang out. Um, but it's a way of, like, kind of playing with the whole uh, format, because the other thing that I'm doing, uh, that we're doing here on this channel is, uh, as you as you might have noticed, we have a show called Elseworlds Exchange, which is a sister show to this show, where we take one topic and hash it out for an hour. It's me and a guest, and usually it's Joel uh, from Cape Joel, but sometimes it's like a creator or another YouTuber or something, and so we'll hang out and we will like talk about those kinds of things. And so you'll notice that uh, Ron Mars is on an episode not too long ago, and we're working out more episodes, and we're gonna be cranking out like more episodes of Elseworlds than ever before. Um, and hopefully that will fill some of that void. You were got, you were getting me thinking about how, like, we're trying to provide, like, more content for you that you want to see or that you've wanted to see that we can achieve. Uh, that's why we're really toying with the idea of bringing back, uh, Harbor Patrol, our, uh, our D&D role-playing game superhero series based on the DC Adventures, uh, RPG. So, you know, stay tuned for that more as well. Yeah. So what do you think of Vin Diesel playing with Street Sharks? Pretty dope, right? You know, it was like fine until the hand puppets showed the up. The hand puppets are the best part. That's all what I think of every time. Wow. It's like the budget was nothing. That, no, the budget was that's... however much it cost to buy those, those Street Sharks figures. That really just... That just... He's, he's it... wearing a leather vest with a shark tooth necklace around his neck. Naturally. Okay. Well. So did that completely change your uh, sexual opinion of Vin Diesel? Oh, like, he went kind. Of, he he was very appealing, and now he's less appealing. <laughs> okay. Well, let's let's get into recommendations for uh, books that we <clears throat> think you should be checking out during your quarantine. You can go first. I need to process. Sure thing. Uh, a lot. I, I, basically, <laughs> I broke them down by character because a lot of people. You went have... by character. I went by like big two, and like independent. Nice. It's all going to be the same stuff that you've ever heard from me in my life. Right. Well, and I, I, I've, if you, if you are a relatively new subscriber and you uh, ask us like, hey, what's your recommendation for like Spider-Man books? I want to check. I want to get into this character. Mm -hmm. What should I check out? Um, I'm going to tell you, 
I've talked about it a million times, and I'm not going to ask you to comb through all our videos. It'd be very nice if you did, of course. But if you wanted to <laughs> skip out on that, uh, you know, you don't want to cherry pick those moments and try and find all these recommendations. Uh, for that particular thing, I did make a video. Yeah. If you're a newcomer to Spider-Man and you yes. you want to get into that character based on your personality type, I did make a whole video about that. But I also made a Spider-Man like kind of like must-get list. It's kind of sure. like a check off if you haven't actually read these yet. Like during if you have like half an hour of downtime every day, you probably should sit down and read these if you're a Spider-Man fan or if you okay. want to be a Spider-Man fan. Right. And that's the case for all these recommendations. Right, and these making. are just some. Yeah. These are not definitive, uh, nor do they include your favorite run uh, of all time. I'm going to just say out loud, like, you, di your favorite run, your favorite run, you specifically who's watching right now, is not on this list. So I mean, maybe it is. No, 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 it isn't. Because I know that whoever I'm talking to is going to tell me in the comments that, that, I, that I forgot it. So, you know, keep that in mind. Um, but uh, before we do, Olbanji Ambuye, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Olabanji? Olabanji says, uh, with Superman having John and Batman having Damien and soon to be Helena, probably, uh, do you think DC will ever give Wonder Woman an incontinuity child? I think that will be not an incontinuity story. Unless they were to actually go full steam ahead with 5G and everyone's older, which I don't expect that to happen anymore. But well, uh, if they bring her back to her mythical roots, that's the thing. she could make one out of anything. Yeah. Right, I was thinking that that would be... Or she could just, you know... Have a baby. Yeah, because yeah. she lives in man's world now, so it's like less hard. It's, it's more likely. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I like that idea. Yeah. So yeah, uh, let's jump into it. Um, so with Spider-Man, if you haven't read these already, you probably should. Um, obviously, I'm going to recommend Craven's Last Hunt because I think it's incredible. Um, it's really bizarre. Like, I remember making Tiffany read it for the first time uh, way back in the day. And I was like, oh, here's one of the most definitive runs of Spider-Man. And you were like, here's a, here's a seminal moment in Spider-Man's history. And you had a very different reaction than I was expecting. But if I had contextualized the book... From an outsider's perspective, I shouldn't be surprised at all. Where you were like, what the hell was this? <laughs> because, like, it, if you're familiar with Spider-Man at all, you know, you're like, okay, I've seen the movies. I've read maybe, like, two comics. Red and blue suit, flying around, cracks jokes, got an Aunt May. Yeah. None of those things are in this book. Nope. <laughs> the red and blue suit, no. Aunt May, no. Swinging around, like 25% of the yeah. book. It references characters that had been like recently dead in 1987. Like, none of it. Yep. Oh, and Peter Parker's a newlywed. Like, he had gotten back from his honeymoon and then this happened to him. Right. It's very bizarre. Also, who the hell's Craven the Hunter? Oh, he's dead. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I, I learned a lot about Craven from that book. You did. Uh, yeah, and, and I gotta <laughs> tell you, Craven had been, uh, you know, an original character from like the first, like, Lee Ditko run. Never in his run. Did he strip down naked and jump into a room full of spiders? Uh, nor did he do anything that looked like that, uh, where it was not necessarily spiders, but like frogs or, you know, like lions, and then proceeded to consume them desperately, like he does in this book. But, I mean, you know, if you're me, that's mm -hmm. all he does. That's it. That's all he's ever done. Right. Because there isn't really, like, an excellent trade paperback of, like, the best Craven the Hunter stories. <laughs> Oh, or if they are, 
it's got a bunch of other stuff in them too. Yeah. Uh, and even if you read them, they wouldn't be nearly as shocking or as like... Basically every other Craven story has been a disappointment to me. Yeah, because Since... he... Well, and, and you know, if it's going to be his last story, it might as well be bombastic. Right. Uh, never in his life in the previous incarnations of the character has he ever, again, been naked and crawled down on all fours like a dog and licked a bowl, a saucer, if you will, yes. of spider venom. Yep. Yeah. Oh, also... That's like the image... Yeah, is... It's like... It's like oh, the, oh, Craven it's, hunched over. It's this phrase, and he, like, you know, eats a room full of spiders. Yeah. And the image of him doing that in my head whenever we mention Craven. It's yeah. not the suit, it's that. And I'm like, that's... that That is a memory slot that could have gone to anything else. Yeah. In my brain. Oh, also Vermin's in it. And it's like, oh, right, Vermin! Remember the Rat Man, like in Spider Man's history? You know, like if so, if you're if you if you know nothing about Spider Man, Craven is not the first thing to jump into, but it is a <laughs> mindfuck of a book, and I think it's great. And Demetrius wrote it, which means it's full of prose and fun stuff like that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like it's just it's a lot of fun. Uh, I also recommend if you are a Spider Man fan and you've never really gotten into it, like you should read a very if, if any Dan Slott book is going to appeal to you outside of Superior Spider Man, it's going to be Spider Man Big Time. Big Time is the Spider-Man story for a person who's used to Spider-Man getting kicked while he's down. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is like a reward for being a Spider-Man fan if you only like Spider-Man and you're not a big fan of the marriage. Like, this is a perfect encapsulation of that character where, like, things finally go right. Like, for all the things that normally go wrong, it's the flipped script version of that. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think it's, like, peak Humberto Ramos as well. Okay. Um, I also recommend, of course, of course, if you want to read more Spider-Man, Spider-Man Blue, you got to pick up Spider-Man Blue. Jeff Loeb, Tim Sale, it's just perfect. Why? What's wrong? That was a bonus. Okay, well, you, can, you can talk <laughs> no, about. No, I clicked it off. It's well, feel free to talk no, about no, it. No, go ahead. Why? Okay. Just, just, I was just like, ha. Like, well, I've talked enough. You can. You're free to talk no, about no, it. No, no, no. But why would you recommend it? I, I, because I just always remember that story. Really? Yeah. It's it's a great. But for like for the good reasons, and not the naked man drinking from a saucer. Yeah, it's venom. like the inverse of Spider-Man: <laughs> Craven's Last Hunt. Like. Yeah, you remember it. Well, I would argue that Cravens has some great stuff in there. No, it like, does. Those, those are great moments. It completely overshadowed. Oh like, yeah. Anything like you know the like depth. Arguably, that's the reason to read it. Is <laughs> the nakedness. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, blue. Well, it's funny because like it's like, and I think I used this example already, so I won't anymore. But uh, it, it is very much a great representation of the feeling it must have had to read those stories when they were happening in real life. Mm. Like not real life, but like when they were having, when they were, when those Gwen Stacy stories were coming out in real time, you know, you are reading um, the, like a distillation and uh, exaggeration of like the Gwen Stacy run, but it's like done in such a beautiful way. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, I would also recommend, uh, the Alien Costume Saga, which you talked about on our couch with me. Yes. Uh, it's a great, uh, ridiculous, big, stupid story. With my, like, least liked villain of all time. Yeah, you hate the Red Ghost. The Red Ghost. Um. Because, and I was like, what's his name again? Something about apes? Red Ape? No. No. No, He's it's the not. the ghost. He has an army of super I know, apes. that's what I'm saying. I'm like, yeah. that's, no, I hate you. Um, obviously you also have to read Night When Gwen Stacy Died. If you haven't, if you've never read it, you should read it and see how it holds up. It's kind of neat. Yeah. Like, it's really cool. It's Jerry Conway and you're like, whoa, Jerry Conway. Like, yeah, read he's... that and then read Spider-Man Blue and then you'll feel bad. That's true. That's actually <laughs> not a bad idea. 
Uh, and uh, there's another story that nobody talks about, which is like a Paul Jenkins story called Spider-Man, A Death in the Family, uh, where Spider-Man fights against Norman Osborn. It's one of the most epic Spider-Man Goblin stories of all time. Uh, but no one ever talks about it because it was happening during the JMS run. And uh, Humberto Ramos also, I think, wrote, drew it. It's ridiculous. It's very, like, it's like, yeah, he's really swinging for the fences in terms of, like, his style. Okay. Uh, but it's very gritty, and it has a very, like, final confrontation feel to it. Okay. Uh, also, the J.M.D. Mateus, uh, Sal Buscema run uh, for Spectacular Spider-Man is worth the price of admission. Check it out. Uh, it all culminates with Spider-Man 200, Spectacular Spider-Man 200, mm -hmm. with uh, Best of Enemies. Uh, I don't know what else to call it. Besides Best of Enemies. But it's like, it, it, it when I was a kid and I read like the Spider-Man Venom stories, there was always this feeling of futility and desperation involved because he knew his identity and he was, he didn't trigger the spider sense. And so there was no escape, you know, Venom would like go to Peter's house and like bother Aunt May, you know, like it, there was no escape from that. It, 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 you felt like this desperation when you're reading the book. And with this, you get that feeling again because uh, nor because Harry knows Peter's identity and he lives below. What's what's going on? Nothing. I'm, I'm listening to you. Oh. <laughs> uh, he knows his identity. He lives downstairs. He's married to Liz. There's a kid, you know, and, and it's like peak stress. Uh, you know, Peter and Mary Jane are having a hard time in their marriage, and Mary Jane's smoking. It, it's a lot of very interesting stuff that's going on. That's very much forgotten, glossed over, or like superficially referenced to mm -hmm. and it's like it, for that time if you were especially if you were reading it when it was happening you didn't know like what was going to happen next right right uh, and, and because it's Demetrius, like there's a lot of emotionality to it you like okay. really understand like the feeling of like being in this like in a feeling trapped right Ooh. okay yeah good stuff wow so that, those are some spider-man stories like if you haven't read them if you've ever skipped them read them okay if you're if you're a fan that's fair. Yeah. So what? How did you do it then? What was your? What was your I approach? didn't. I just. <laughs> so I didn't know that there was going to be like a category system. So I just pulled books at random. So okay. I'm not sure how to make this work. Because what other what other characters do you have? Uh, I covered Daredevil, Wonder Woman. Uh, th those are the two that would, people ask me the most for recommendations. Okay. Um, I also talked a little bit about Moon Knight. Okay. And Green Arrow, just for the hell of it. That was your system makes a lot more sense than me just pulling books out of the ether. Mm instructions unclear <laughs> that's fair well i mean like feel free to take it like if, if there's any crossover we'll jump into them together i don't know how to, uh... well what did you recommend like what, what was your approach just things that i like that's great that's like that's like not a system that's fine this is the things that i like these portion th of the show <laughs> these are things i like here's some things that i like cats <laughs> you can't read them you can't, but they'll make it hard for you to read. That's true. Um, I mean, I tried to, you know, it's funny. It's like, it's always really easy for me to think of books that are coming out now that I love. Yeah. As opposed to things that I've read and loved in the past. That's fair. And so nine times out of ten, I get somebody who's just like, what about this? And it's like, yeah, that really just wasn't in the forefront of my, my mind. No. You know what I mean? And so like these are just some things that I was able to pull together before we went on um, 
today. Mm-hmm. Um, so forgive me if I don't name something that I, I normally would name. Well, again, we, we were I deliberately also, leaving out your favorite thing. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, like, it, it would have been easy for me um, to put certain things on here, um, but I left a couple of things off. What'd you leave and, off? We're not going to get into them deeply. Like, what, uh, what I left it? off, like, things like I Kill Giants simply because of the fact that it's like, while that book at the end of the day is truly about hope, I'm not sure if emotionally right now everybody wants to have that kind of experience because I find that, like, I find it to be an absolutely beautiful book and, like, but I think at the end of the day it's like it is an emotional experience from cover to cover and i'm not sure if that's what you're looking for right now yes yeah, it's, it's, it's so much, something that that heavy yeah that's exactly fair. so yeah. it's like a couple of things like that a couple of things i've probably mentioned a few too many times i mean a lot of them are still on here um well, there you go i i tried to like just bring up things that like i always want to remind you of that exist um while also trying to like plumb the depths of my brain to okay with some other things but like that one didn't make it on the list um i wanted to uh Let's just, let's just, let's, I'm going to ease into this okay. and just tell you about the, the two things I've been telling you about endlessly for the past two months. Yes. Um, Once in Future by um, Kieran, Gillen, yeah. Kieran Gillen and Dan Mora. Um, that one you can get in a trade right now, yeah. which means that you can get issues one through six, six. Um, from Boom Studios. Uh, it's a action adventure um, Arthurian lore fantasy style story. It's one of those things where it's like, not only is it competently written while like, giving you some knowledge about Arthurian lore, but it reads and is paced like an action movie. Yeah. And so like, I feel right, like right now, like this is a great read Yes. because it like, it just gives you something that you can like get through fairly quickly, but get something really great out of it. And there totally. is still some depth to the story because like there is something about the relationship be, uh, between our protagonist and his grandmother. Right. You know what I mean? Like, there is, like, a family, like, connection there, which we'll see then spill over into the next arc of this story. So I say, I, I think it's a good choice for right now. Totally. Uh, Something is Killing the Children, also from Boom. Mm-hmm. I guess it's the Boom section of my... There's only two books. Yeah. But by the way, um, also, keep an eye out for Dan Mora, because he is a rising star, and he yeah. will be scooped up by Marvel or DC at some Oh, point. yeah, and then everybody's gonna be like, ah, Dan Mora! And be like, yeah, <laughs> hipster. Yeah. Um... <laughs> But um, something's killing the children um, by uh, James Tynan the Fourth and Werther Del Edera. Yeah, I never say that right. Uh, it, that's a again first volumes collected. We're on to the next part right now. It's basically paced exactly the same way as something's killing the children. Yeah. I think it has six, maybe seven. Uh, I think the first volume is five issues. Okay, not sure about that. Um, and while it is on the darker scope of things and more towards the horror thriller. Um, I wouldn't say it's that same sort of like emotional gut punch that something like something or the I Kill Giants no. has. No, 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 Um, or like God Country, which is also not on here. Right. Um, but it would but, be normal. But a really good book anyway. Um, but uh, something is killing the children is something like, is a is something that will uh, get you into a current indie poll from a company that we don't talk too much about here, Boom Studios. Um, it's just a really spectacular story that like uh, Tynan wanted to tell, yeah. and uh, he's had it on the back burner for a while, so it's had a lot of time to like grow and like a lot of time um, for him to put it together and solve any of the problems that it may or may not have. And he found a really great artist that works really well with it. So. Yeah, I've never seen art like that. No, it's uh, really good. Uh, yeah, but it's specifically it, it works really well for that story. I right. wouldn't then like make this person go draw Batman or Spider Man. Not necessarily. Maybe Batman, but not me. Yeah, Spider Man. <laughs> Um, oh, um, I don't know how else, I don't know how to do this. Um, some other things you've probably heard me mention time and time again, um, if you're looking for a horror fix, uh, Witches, 
Naturally. Which is obviously, we, t- we covered it here. Yep. Um, but I highly recommend reading it. And then you could also grab the um, Bad Egg. Yeah, what is that? Now, now Bad Egg was technically like a kind of like mini sequel. It's like a, it's like a half step. It's like a half, like it's like, you know. Yeah, it's like Lion King one and a half. Yeah, kind of. No. Um, so you could grab that as well if you wanted to, to get more of that world. Um, although for me, Witches ended at the end of the first volume, and yeah. I'm fine with this. Um, Scott Snyder and Jock put together a fantastic story that can really, like, get into your brain. And, like, it, you'll see some stuff in there that's going to, like, stay with you for a while. Yeah. Um, and, like, you'll never look at the woods quite the same way again. It's a good sell. Uh, by the way, did you know yeah. that uh, in the Green Arrow world, yeah. Andy Diggle and Jock made a Green Arrow Year One book because that completely skipped me. Wow. And I found it on like a thing and I was like, oh my God, Jock drew an Arrow book. That's cool. That's cool. I should check that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just definitely. Ma- just mentioning that, uh, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not the world's biggest Green Arrow fan, but I wanted to mention it in that because it came up because Jock yeah. is a very distinct artist that isn't a good fit for everything. No, he certainly isn't. But like when you do get a good fit for him, I think it's, it's a, it's, that's, that's it's a magical I'm, moment. Yeah. Um, speaking of the woods, I just want to like, give a shout out to the woods. Hey, uh, I remember that book. by James Tynan, the fourth, uh, with art by Michael Dylanus. Dylanus. Okay. Sorry. Um, I, ne- I actually never finished the entire series, but I got like maybe three volumes into it. Um, it has like sort of horrorish moments. Um, and a little sci-fi, like, dimensional kind of shifting stuff. It's like, what if your high school ended up in another place? Okay. And then, like, how everything, like, Lord of the Flies itself. Because, like, you can't help that. It's gonna happen. Yeah. Uh, it's cool. Yeah. It's it's a cool book. Um, and it's... Who publishes that again? That might actually be Boom. I think it might be. (laughs) That might actually be Boom. Um, in the same vein of, uh, horror, because I like horror, uh, Harrow County... Uh, oh, yeah. A book by Cullen Bunn uh, with beautiful, beautiful art by Tyler Crook. The book actually completed in 2018, and I think they're just doing another, like, spin-off series of it right now. Really? Um, but you can grab that. Um, you can get a beautiful oversized edition if you can order it from Amazon, or I'm sure you can grab it online, no problem. Check it out. I think you have both. Uh, it is a... It, the horror in this is a little different, um, but, like, Tyler Crook's art... Gives it like a really cool storybook feel, yes. but like a creepy, horrible storybook feel. It's just, it's just really fun to look at, but also like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Harrow County. Harrow County. Um, along with those two, I'm just gonna say like, you know, obviously everybody also knows about like Nailbiter and Chew. Naturally. Huge, you know, you know, selling books. Yep. Out there, uh, Josh Williamson, of course, doing Nailbiter, and I can't remember who the team was on Chew. Yeah. Uh, is that it for horror? Oh, also Unearth, which is a more recent book, Unearth. I think Unearth. Unearth. Okay. Wrapped up its first um, volume. Uh, it's by Cullen Bunn and Kyle Strom. That's the book I mentioned. That's like a whole bunch of things that I've like seen before. Um, there's something to me about the idea of being isolated and trapped someplace while all this like crazy stuffs going on around you, where it's like not necessarily the like masked killer or like you know unstoppable force that's following you. It's something that maybe has a physical presence at time, but there's another element of like, am I really seeing this or am I losing my mind? Right. That like really appeals to me. Like that question of like questioning the reality of the story and questioning the reality for the characters. Yeah. I, I really like that. And I think Bun does a good job with this. Well, he's pretty good at psychological yeah. horror. <laughs> That's cool. 
you can yeah I'll, I'll take a break oh let's let's do some super chats while, <laughs> while we while we get resituated because there were a few that jumped in while we were uh getting over but uh jay joe jay joseph fraser says uh now that sonic the hedgehog is with idw can we finally get a crossover with him in the flash him and his is on art would be would be dope i'm surprised there hasn't been one uh dc is no stranger to crossovers particularly with idw um and the flash makes the most sense what i was just imagining that i know that uh in the flash in the sonic movie i think he's reading flash comics i would i could imagine that they would do like a like i don't know if this would be better or it's probably worse <laughs> crossover where instead of sonic coming it's tails and tails is just used to hanging out with a speedster and so he gravitates towards the flash yeah that's like the flash and tails I'd be, like, I'd, I'd be okay <laughs> with that especially seeing tails pick up the flash and like flying him someplace like, here hang on i got this i got this i know how to do this <laughs> uh, Infamous Paragon says, uh, I bought Ultimate Spider-Man because of you. Love from New York. Aww. Love to New York, man. Thank you very much. A lot of my families from there. Yeah. Um, and Stay you. Stay safe. Yeah. Our families. A yes. lot of our families are from there. Especially and you. Um, I'm like, I'm not from New York. And you. No, no, but our families are. Uh, but yeah, man, I'm glad. Ultimate Spider-Man is obviously a, a pick you got to pick up. If you were like dabbling in it, you could read it pretty much all the way until it stops. Mm -hmm. And there's really no blemishes, particularly during the Bendis Bagley run. Uh, Dr. Fate, I'm 22. What do I say to someone who tells me to group out of comics as they oh, are grow. for kids? Grow. Uh, out of comics. Love the show. Keep up the good work. Uh, you know, you don't really, like, it, it, you're you're asking for trouble whenever you're talking about confrontation, particularly in this regard. Uh, when, you're t when you're dealing with somebody who's, like, uh, judging something. I mean, it's judging a book by its cover. It's judging an element uh, because of a preconceived idea about it. Mm -hmm. um, so you're dealing with somebody who's, who's willfully ignorant about a topic, whether they know it or not, is you know irrelevant. They're diminishing something that may mean something to you. So it really is about you and your outlook on how you want to be perceived and and and, and your life. Like if this means something to you and you want to defend it, like you're you're, in, you're within your right to do so. Um, but also, you know, you have to think about like your your social you know your social life like mm -hmm. you know you don't want to be necessarily looked at the guy who's like who's freaked out about comics one time right you know? um so it, it's a balancing act i think particularly for me like when i was a kid i dropped out of comics uh but mostly because of what they were doing i was like you are driving me crazy and i stopped reading them mm -hmm. and uh and i noticed that like my social life picked up as a result of that because i wasn't the kid reading comics by myself i was I was interacting with other people um, and I think that everyone at some point or another drops out of comics for a while and it's just whether like you die before you get back into them or not. <laughs> but, uh, when it comes to dealing with people who tell you like, grow out of comics are stupid. If it's like your parents, you know, they're, they're expecting an argument anyway. So I'd be like, eh, well, what do you know? Right. You know, if they're your peers and, uh, you don't have anybody else who reads comics with you, you know, it's a different situation because it's like, you know, you don't. I, I want you to have the best experience you can have in life. And, you know, comics are essential and they'll be here when you get back or they'll be here long after we're gone. Like they're, they'll, they're, they're going to be fine. Right. But I, I would say that like, if you like reading comics and uh, someone's like coming down, I don't know who, what the relationship there the are is it, it, to you. But the fact is, like, if you like them and, like, it's not negatively impacting your life, I, I would I would say, like, you know, I, I appreciate where you're coming from here, but, like, I think you're mistaken. Yeah. And if you'd like, I have a few recommendations for exactly. you. Exactly. Like, you and, know like, what? You sound like an ex-Machina fan. And challenge them to read a couple of things. You know what I mean? Definitely. And, like, if they, if they, they won't. They won't. 
And so after that, they really have no argument because if they haven't read the books, then then they have no argument because they they're unwilling. And that's good retort. You know, it's like yeah. when are you going to grow up in comics? When are you going to pick up that book I recommended? Yeah. And if they do, then they're probably going to learn a little something that they were wrong and that there is something more to them. And ultimately, the biggest thing is about education. It's about educating yourself and educating them. So yeah. in your case, like, if you don't have a good recommendation for them or if you don't have a good retort, like, let's say it's your teacher. And they're like, oh, comics, well, they're not literature. What I'm t Catcher in the Rye is literature. And it's like, if you don't have a good list in your pocket of like, oh, yeah, boom, 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 here's four things that are better than Catcher in the Rye. And if they read that, like, if they read them, they'll be convinced. Yeah. Then you should have that list. Yep. And uh, and same with the people with a person who's, like, ragging on you for no reason. If it's somebody who's willfully ignorant or deliberately giving you a hard time, there's no point in arguing with them or engaging them because it's... It, they're not they're not doing it in a genuine way. They're no. just doing it to give you a hard time. Not, mm -hmm. to, not to... Not looking... They're not doing it because they're coming from a place of ignorance. They're coming from a place of, 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 mal of malfeasance. Yeah, and if that's the case, then, like, they're not worth having a conversation with and so you shouldn't really too much we shouldn't worry too much about what they have to say Agreed. you should keep, keep up with your passions yes Scoro says uh, having read Daredevil Yellow and Spider-Man Blue I'm interested in the other Loeb sale books uh, would you recommend Hulk Gray or Captain America White uh, I'd recommend Hulk Gray yeah we read a little bit of White and I was like I don't, I don't they, care they lost their magic touch by then they did so I would not pick up Captain America White you, you don't need to read that <laughs> Uh, Kenneth Dowling says here's some more money for support thank you very much Kenneth we really appreciate it uh, by the way Sal Spider-Man is my top three favorite superheroes I've watched your past videos I've read almost all the Spidey books on your list you're the man peace well I'm there glad to hear it. Thank you very much, man. Uh, well, you got some reading to do then. Ha <laughs> uh, Alex M., any creator-owned superhero universe that you really like? Astro City, Invincible Powers, etc. Uh, Invincible's cool. Uh, it's one guy the whole time. Mm -hmm. So, like, that's really awesome. Also, it makes sense. Uh, you know, and it, and it goes in linear order. Um, you know, uh, and it has a satisfying conclusion. Um, as far as independent superheroes, you know, eh, like, I'm not really the max but he's not really a superhero like i I like independent stories about heroes but mm -hmm. like you know like bone but he's not a superhero you know it's more like that yeah so, um that's what i recommend um i don't read a lot of creator owned superheroes no like if, me either like when i usually go into indie it's to it's to get out of that to get away from the capes for a little bit exactly uh ben wilson says look uh work from home checklist laptop check coffee check comic pop check nice well looks like you are ready check, to check, work check, check, check. check. um as far as other recommendations go, uh, if you're like a Daredevil fan, as we heard from Daredevil Yellow, obviously that's on my list. It's a great distillation of Daredevil. If you are looking to um, get into Daredevil and you know nothing about him, read Daredevil Yellow. It's a, it, like Spider-Man Blue. It does a great job of being like, hey, yeah. here's the universe in a beautiful fashion. You, you, you'll feel reverence for characters you don't even know. Mm. You know, It's like watching Star Trek Four, where you're like, oh, look at these. They look like they're having a really good time. I wish I knew anything about their relationships. And then you go back and watch more. That's how I feel about Star Trek. There you go. Um, Venomous <laughs> says, love the show, guys. Gotta go, to, gotta go to work. We'll watch later. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. And that's I'll right. You, you can't watch it on the, re on the rebound. Thank you. Um, as far as other uh, runs for Daredevil, if you're interested in Daredevil, if, you, if you're like, I want to get into Daredevil, what do I read? Uh, you can't go wrong with the Frank Miller trilogy of uh, collections. Okay. This includes stuff like Man Without Fear and the Electra Saga um, and Born Again. The Electra Saga... Man Without Fear, Born Again, you're good for Daredevil. Uh, there's so much more, but 
read those. If if, if I can piggyback off of yeah. that, because like, hey, this maybe this is what I'll do here. I'll just like dovetail off of this. Yeah. There was a book I saw because uh, I was looking up uh, the team for another book to make sure I got the names correctly, mm-hmm. and I was like, wait, this happened. So like, here's the thing: I want to check out okay. during this time period. Um, I want to get my hands on uh, Marvel graphic novel number twenty-four. Yes. Um, Love and War. Which is written by Frank Miller with art by uh, Sinkevich. Um, I like Sinkevich's art a lot, yeah. and so like I know he's done work before, but like I was like I, I when I saw some of the pages, I was like I really want to see more of this story. It's yeah. like it's literally like a like a done in one, right? So like it's one of those oversized square big guys. Um, and I want to, I want to snag that. And I want to check it out as yeah. well. Yeah, uh, Miller and Sinkevich have a, have a great chemistry together. Um, you could also check out, uh, what's to do with Vanessa? Oh kind no. Of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did of. you know Sinkevich, they, you know, they straight up in Spider-Verse used his version of the Kingpin yes. in their movie. He didn't know until he saw it. Oh. Uh, I would also recommend Guardian Devil. If okay. you are interested in like a lot of really great looking Daredevil art that's covered in word balloons because it's written by Kevin Smith with art by Joe Quesada. <laughs> Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's ridiculous, but like cool. And Casada helps keep it grounded. I really dig it. Right. Um, if you gotta read Out by uh, Bendis, um, equally by Bendis, you must read End of Days as like a good last Daredevil story. We did it on packages. Great mm-hmm. run. Um, but yeah, End of Days is basically Daredevil the end. Um, read Man Without Fear by Brew Baker. Um, I would also recommend the Wade Samney Daredevil run. It was a lot of fun. Very high flying. Like. Okay. Just gen- Plus, it's Chris Sam. I, I, I go back and forth on Wade. Yes. Because Wade... he's written, like, some incredible works, and he's written some stuff where I'm like, what? Why did you do that? Yeah. No. What? Yeah, I, I agree. But the Wade <laughs> Samney run is really, really good. I think yeah, it's yeah. when Wade has Samney, you can't go wrong. Because Wade helped, because Samney helps write. Mm. Um, but yeah, uh, Brubaker, Wade Samney, and of course, if you are looking to, it, once you're done with all of that, then go pick up the Zadarsky run. Nice. Because Zadarsky will get you back to basics and bring you up to speed on what's going on. Okay. But those are some seminal Daredevil books where if you're like, I love Daredevil, or I think I might, these are the books where you're like, oh, I'm going to like Daredevil now. Right. And then you're going to read other runs right. and you go, oh my god, what the hell is Anne Nascenti doing? Mm-hmm. That being said, Nascenti has her own style. And it's very specific. And it's really off the wall. Uh, the Christmas with the Devil is ridiculous and straight up autobiographical um but yeah um that's that's something i would recommend okay uh you know as if you want to stick with crazy people who dress up and run around the marvel universe rooftops i also recommend moon knight books okay there's a couple of moony books that i like uh if you're like i don't know anything about moon knight but i want to be ready for that that series that's never going to come out it's a 2022 yeah sure it's coming uh you really have to pick up the bottom from uh charlie houston and david finch I know it's all the way down there, but it is, you'll but get there. Yeah, just reach. And uh, <laughs> but the the David Finch Charlie Houston run is a great jumping on point for Moon Knight. Uh, I would recommend it over reading like the classic Moon Knight stories or the older stuff, like by uh, Doug Mensch, because it is written by a uber fan of Moon Knight who is trying his damnedest to give you his version of what he like saw when he read Moon Knight books. Mm-hmm. He's a crime novelist and a Moon Knight author. Dude knows his stuff, right. and David Finch gives it the grit it needs. You got to read the bottom. Uh, I would highly recommend uh, the uh, the Doug Mensch run 
Uh, Doug Mensch and Bill Sinkovich work together on that run. Nice. Uh, if you can only get one of the Mensch runs uh, collections, get the one with Sinkovich's art because holy crap. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, the Jeff or the uh, the Warren Ellis, very very. I think it's six issues, but Warren Ellis wrote Moon Knight. Declan Shalvey did the art. Um, we reviewed like one or two issues in uh, on on our older version of Off the Rack. It is so damn good. It's just yeah. worth buying. Um, I've been wanting to do it on the sh- on the couch for a long time, but like, eh, it's also hard to get for some reason. But like, if you can go get it. Uh, from there, you dovetail into Jeff Lemire's run. That's going to keep you up to speed as to what Moon Knight's all about. And uh, if you're just a little bit more interested in what the hell Moon Knight was all about, but looking for more superheroes, you can read uh, Secret Avengers by Brubaker. Moon Knight's on that team, and right. he does a decent job with Moon Knight there. Nice. That's a Mooney. All right. I'm <laughs> um, going back in indie real quick before yeah. we... Uh, oh, do you want to do Super No, no, no. no, no, no. Yeah, no we'll good, in... good. All right. Uh, there's not a lot. Uh, what was Let's it? it. Uh, Jeremiah uh, Muhammad says... Thanks for thanks for keeping the content flowing during these precarious times. Well, you're very welcome. Of uh, thanks for being with us yeah, during these times. Thank you for hanging out. Um, Flashpool says, "What are some? What about some good books from the big two that are Elseworlds and or self-contained?" Also, Tiff looks hashtag Tiffy fresh. <laughs> um, big two Elseworlds books. You could always you, you know you, any crossover is an Elseworlds book. Um, but uh, I would recommend Gotham by Gaslight. You know any of the Batman stuff is. At least interesting. Like, I know it wasn't great, but I would totally recommend uh, Red Rain. Yeah. That whole thing. It's a ridiculous ride. And like so the ridiculous. tonal difference between the first part to the second part mm-hmm. of like Batman being a vampire is over the top. I'm sure you can get it for like nothing. Yep. You know what I mean? Like it's just a ridiculous, yeah. ridiculous Elseworlds story. And I would recommend End of Days, that Daredevil End of Days book. It's basically an Elseworlds book. Read that too. There you go. Um, Lucha Dandy character with similar personalities you can get getting along you can see getting along or not getting along um, just in general I mean uh, I imagine that Pete Parker and Dick Grayson would get along better than with Bruce Wayne but I'd want to see them all team up right I could assume I would assume that Tony Stark and Bruce Wayne would not get along see I don't know yeah I, I think not I think they would not mm-hmm. I think that Tony would like be like eh, eh, yeah and Bruce eh. would not have any patience for Tony <laughs> um and Liam says, is it worth picking up The Authority by Warren Ellis? Yes. Yeah, Why not? Sure. Uh, it's, it's Ellis. So no matter what, like, thought, effort, and time went into it. Uh, so what else you got? Um, I was going to say... What, what, what is it, a category? Or it's just in- in- indie. Let's okay. stick there. Just yeah, definitely. Just finish up this list. Uh, indie, indie slash other miscellaneous. Mm-hmm. Misc. Um, die. By yes. Kieran Gillen and Stephanie Hans. You can read the first volume of that. You know, um, if you go to Kieran Gillen's website, that is his image. Well, it's it's a spectacular <laughs> book. Um, I know he really likes writing Once in Future, but I know he did that as like kind of a palate cleanser action movie, and he pitches it as an action movie. Die is um, a little more character driven, a little more story driven. There's a lot of layers to that book, mm-hmm. and I think there's a little something there for anyone who is interested in that sort of world, um, the world of broken individuals who get trapped in a hellish Jumanji style D yes. game. Um and then have to go back to it. Right. Like and deal with that. Like you know that uh, saga technically is another book that's not on here. No. Because literally like if I I, I You reckon you're the saga person. Like it <laughs> mo like, it, if you haven't already guessed that I think you should buy saga There's no helping you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like but yeah. I can't. Like it's just like that's definitely Yeah. 
Um, Monstrous by Mario oh, yeah. Liu and Sana Takeda. Um, uh, just a really cool fantasy story with really incredible art. Totally crazy world building with a like hyper violent side to which you don't see coming. Mm. Um, Wicked and Divine. Just throwing it out there. That just ended recently, so you can actually read all of it and know that there's there's the whole story. Nice. Um, again by Kieran Gillen and James McKelvey. McKelvey. I always get this wrong. Um. I was going to say East of West. I think everybody knows East of West because it's a Hickman book. I, you know what's funny? Like, I know people have heard of it, but yeah. In Nick Dragata, it's like a crazy Western meets sci-fi meets, like, in-depth examination of religion with, like, some really cool-looking art and design. And, like, I love Crow yeah. from that series. I think she's a spectacular, spectacular design. Mm-hmm. Um, but along the lines of like alternate weird, like like pseudo-American history. Right. Manifest Destiny, not a lot of people talk hey. about it. Um, I dig that book. I did a hack and splash on it. It was my favorite episode. It was the last Easily episode the we ever did. Yep. Um, by Chris Ding Dingus. Dingus mm-hmm. and art by Matthew Roberts. Uh it's an alternate history for america um for the lewis and clark expedition it has a lot of like crazy um mythology and like weird like supernatural and magical events that could have happened in like the wild west and like kind of what america killed in a sense it's kind of cool if you take that kind of thing and then not an independent comic but i put it in here because i didn't know where else to put it Mm -hmm. but if right now you're looking for something and you want something kind of big and you want something that's gonna like keep you up at night. Um, you already know it. You've already heard of it a thousand times. I just want to put it out there that like we always think Western, and we could open up a whole can of worms here. But I just want to say one thing: take take a minute, go grab Uzumaki by Junji Ito and read it. There's a, so many other Uz- or Junji Ito books you could read. I'm just gonna say grab Uzumaki because like it's a really good like. Here's the story. It's big. It'll give you a lot to to delve into with his art. Um. And his his style of storytelling. Yeah. But just putting it out there. <laughs> yeah. Not for the faint of heart, by the way. No. No. But I, I think it's a, a good read. And again, it might just send you down the rabbit hole of wanting more Ito. And there yeah. is more out there to be had from other larger complete stories that he's told to small collections of smaller stories that some of them hit for me and some of them don't. But that's the nature of horror in general. That's so. true. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Adam Tenha says, uh, hope you guys are well, stay healthy, and keep them lights on. More Savage Screen Harley Quinn. Thank you very much for the, your, your contribution. We really help it. Uh, we really appreciate it. It helps us out a lot. Uh, yes. As far as Harley Quinn goes, meh, we'll see. Uh, we, we caught the second episode, and uh, Ben needs to catch up on the rest of the show. Okay. Before we watch the, the, the season two debut, were we to do it on Savage Screen? Okay. Um, any more? Um, well, then I just have like uh, DC and Marvel. Well, let's do it. Oh, okay. I got a couple of Wonder Woman recommendations. That's kind of it. Okay. Um, over in the DC section of the world, I'm mm-hmm. just gonna say Justice League Dark by Tynan, and I just like I, that was just the one. I'm like, I gotta get that out of the way. No, but it's it's so good. It's, it's, it bears repeating because it is so like good. well put together and and it's unexpected. Yeah, it, it's it's just a really good team book if you're looking for that. There are plenty of other Justice League Dark runs. Yep. Um, I recommend this one just because I like Tynan's way of storytelling and because if you are reading current DC, it'll fill in some stuff that's going on in this pocket of the universe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Then you can go back and grab some other runs too. True. No, not a problem there. Um, I'm just going to check out there. There's a lot of, um, black label books. 
Um, but I'm thinking of, I'm trying to think in terms of things that are finished. Yes. It's like, I could have like gone into the numerous Hill House books, but they're not finished. They're not so done. I don't want to start you on that. Like plunge is two issues in. Yeah. And then where are you going to go? Right. You have to wait. Right. And you don't know when it's going to be, exactly. when the next one's going to be. Um, but I do want to throw out there Harleen. Yeah. By Stefan Sedgwick. Yes. A really great character study. If you are into a character study style book, like a Mr. Miracle, but shorter. Right. <laughs> Um, with and really, prettier. And prettier. And really good looking art. Now, Mr. Miracles has its own... Mitch Gerrard's art is incredible. Is, is honestly incredible. Um, I say grab that. Definitely. Yep. Um, you would know that I like Doom Patrol, too, since we mentioned Mitch Gerrard's who worked on some covers and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I, I just throw out there, uh, Doom Patrol. I go back and, and read the Morrison stuff, but if you think that that's too overwhelming because there's so much of it... You could jump into Gerard Way's uh, Brick by Brick, the first of volume of his Doom Patrol run yeah. with art by Nick Darrington, who is amazing. Somebody tweeted at him the other day. They were like, I got my pages. They bought the first, like, original sketches, like, the original pages of Brick by Brick, like, the first, like, where he gets hit in the head with the brick, and they show the brick, like, say, like um... and Nick's like, oh, you got them. And I'm like, it makes me sad when I think of other people owning the art for, like, Stuff like that, because you know it's just like. Well, maybe they're really passionate about it. Maybe oh, they I like know, it but too. I know, but that, like, but I, the 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 lizard part of my brain kicks in where I'm like, oh, no one should have that, like, yeah. or, or he should have that. He should have that, and he should be able to hang on to it. But I also understand he needs to make some cash. I'm sure he sold it. Like, I'm sure yeah. he made. And the sometimes money they don't like. Like, where are they going to keep it all? That's the thing. Like, they produce hundreds of pages. Yeah, it belongs in a museum. It belongs in a museum. Um, sticking, I guess, with DC, uh, New Frontier. I I feel like I don't need to even say it. You do. But it's a gigantic book and you could grab it all and, and there's never going to be any more. No. Of that. Thanks. Because sorry. I'm sorry. Darren Cook is, Cook is a, a once in a lifetime talent. Yes. And, um, but it's still a, a beautiful story that was told to us by Sal and I highly recommend well, you go grab that. Um, Batgirl Year One is like a weird book that I'm very like, I really, really about. love that yeah. book quite a bit. I'm not even a big Batgirl reader, honestly. No. But that book, um, when I was a nanny, I used to take the kids I sat for to the library, and that was in the library, and like they would have their reading time, and they had a very small graphic novel section, and that's where I started reading it, and it was to the point where I was like, let's go to the library, so I can finish reading this book. Yeah. Um, I just dig it. It's like, you get, you're one of it, you got the whole story there. I really like the art. Yeah. Um, it's by Scott... Betty? Beattie? Be I've always pronounced it Beattie. Okay. But I don't know. And Chuck Dixon. Um, the art is spectacular. It has, like, the feeling of, like, a a, um, a Darwin Cook yeah. or a Tim with not being that at all. It's very much his own style. Yeah. Uh, just... But it, it, it reminds you of other excellent styles. Yeah. So I, I really dig that. Yeah. And now I'm going to let you talk for a little bit. All right. <laughs> uh, there's a Wonder Woman movie coming out, and everyone always talks about, like, what are some Wonder Woman books I should check out? Mm -hmm. um, there aren't a lot. In my opinion, there aren't a lot of, like, really, really great Wonder Woman stories, which is, like, a travesty. And it really is subjective, so it's not true necessarily. Like, it's, it's only true for me. But I will say, when I cross-reference, like, a ton of different, like, sources for Wonder Woman stories, mm -hmm. I always see the same four. Is it Hecatea? Uh, I only saw one reference to Hecatea. Oh. But uh, Hecatea is great. And you should check it out because it is by uh, Greg Rucka. But, like, it's part of the Greg Rucka run. 
So, like, if you can, you should... I think there's, like, at least three volumes of Wonder Woman Greg Rucka. And Hikatea's within that. But you start with volume one and you go from there. And if you okay. end up getting Hikatea in there, you can. Because Batman's in it. Like, that's why it, 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 everyone always says, you gotta check out Hikatea. He's in it for, like, a page. Right, right, He does right. have a great cover, though. That's the cover where it's Batman's head and Wonder Woman's boot is on it. Yeah. It's like, that's very cool. Um, it's a great visual. But uh, Gail Simone wrote, wrote Wonder Woman for a while, and The Circle, for my money, is a really good story. Okay. Um, I would recommend their <laughs> Wonder Woman, The True Amazon by Jill Thompson, wrote and drew it, mm-hmm. is also, like, it's very, it's very, like, Greek-inspired. Yeah. It goes to its, like, Greek roots. I believe we have at least one copy of it here. Sure. Uh, the Legend of Wonder Woman Origins by Renee Deliz. We have a number of copies of that one. Um, it's also, like, it's a great little, like, self-contained thing. It's its own mm-hmm. thing. It's beautiful looking and uh, and a lot of, like, it's just pure Wonder Woman. Yeah. Uh, Gods and Mortals is done, written, and drawn by George Perez. And it is, for many people, like, the impet- like For most people working in comics, that's the Wonder Woman they think of. Mm. Because it was George Perez's, like, love letter to Wonder Woman. Right. Without an event. Because every- I-, I saw War of the Gods on people's lists. And it's, like, a Wonder Woman event. It's a DC event in the, in the tune of Millennium and 2001 <laughs> AD. And it's, like... War of the Gods is one of the most incoherent, nonsensical, non-Wonder Woman events I've ever seen. It's so horrible, and it's so boring, and Wonder Woman is maybe in like eight pages of it. It's so much of a waste of your time. Yeah. Uh, it's why maybe we'll do it one day. I was like thinking about <laughs> doing it for back issues to tie in with Wonder Woman 84. Yeah. I'm like, hey, Wonder Woman event! But it's like, she's not, it's such a cheat. Right, it's it, just in name only. Yeah, it, like, she's she's the like the impetus behind it and everything, and, and Cersei's the main villain, but like, no. Uh, and, and of course, because of your influence, Brian Azzarello, it's the only Brian Azzarello That was what I was going to say. I was like, I really like Azzarello's Wonder Woman. Yes. But I like it because I like the deep mythology that he pulls from and he kind of crafts this like, you know, new Greek It's a new myth. Yeah. But, uh, but moreover, uh, for me, it's less mean-spirited than his other superhero work. Mm -hmm. It's like he's, like, when he writes anything Batman, it's like he's trying to take him down a peg or two. He's like, Batman's too big and too important and too interesting. Or at the very least, he's too popular. So when I get on him, or when he wrote Superman, he's like, Superman is too hopeful. What if I took away the hope? Or like with Batman, like, whoa, he's too he's too capable. What if I made him an asshole? But like with Wonder Woman, he's like, oh, well, I really should probably try to like make Wonder Woman like appealing. <laughs> I just, I, <laughs> it's I like, really dug it. The whole it. thing is very appealing yeah i just really dug it it was just it was up my alley and i recognized though that for a lot of people that was not no because they're thinking of like the perez run like they're always thinking of it in that term exactly and this is something else right but it's like if you did never have dug wonder woman before like when if you did read perez and you're like this really maybe this isn't for me i would recommend you try the azarella run then because maybe what you're missing is that mythology and that tie to it like literally having like hades show up yes like and that, and that design for yeah, Hades. It's really cool. It's really, really neat. Like, I love so much of it. And, like, that's the book I'm just like, yeah, you could totally cross over with God of War, too. That'd be fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that would be very cool. Uh, but those are some Wonder Woman books I think you should check out if okay. you are like, oh, I kind of want to check out Wonder Woman. Cool. Um, you know. You have one more list, or? Yeah, I don't need to do it. It's just, it's it's a couple of Green Arrow books. Okay. Like, well, hey, if you like Green I'm Arrow. I'm just going like... to jump back over, yeah. um, because 
Uh, we couldn't leave DC without turning over the Vertigo Rock. Not at all. Because, you know, that got thrown away into the trash someplace. Yes, but, yes. Uh, it still exists and you can still find it. Yeah, DC lost their, their, their reference I'm for it. obviously going to already tell you the thing you know I'm going to say, but Sandland, Sandman Preludes and Nocturnes. Yep. Grab that. There are a lot of also, like, single issues of Sandman that you could just grab to give a shot. Right. You know what I mean? There's an issue about Calliope, uh, The Dream of a Thousand Cats, uh... The uh, Midsummer Night's Feast or Dream. I can't remember which one it is. I'm sure but there are a lot of like random little single issues that you could just look up and grab if you're like, you know what, maybe I don't want to commit to an entire Sandman volume. I recommend that you do. Because again, with Preludes and Nocturnes, as I've said countless times, it's written almost as though it's going to end there. Right. And then there's more because Gaiman thought it was going to end there. So you could literally read the first one and feel fairly satisfied if you're like, this isn't for me, but I have a, a fairly complete story. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I would say that. Um, a lot of folk always want to know where to start with Hellblazer. Yes. Because the Hellblazer volumes are... If you find old volumes of Hellblazer, it's crazy confusing as to what is contained within them. Yep. Um. So you have got a couple of options. Let's okay. say you could start at the beginning and grab Original Sin. Um. That's a Delano run. Mm -hmm. uh technically not his first appearance if you're looking for that you got to go back to saga the swamp thing volumes three through six yes that's where you're going to see john for the very first time yep but if you just want to read john grab original sin Mm -hmm. if instead you're like i don't want that john constantine i want the ennis issues start with issue 43 or i think it's volume five okay it's just... Which volume five though? Remember how there's like all these different volumes. I'm just saying, like, but issue forty three. So, issue forty three. So look at your volume and say like, does it collect it? Issue forty three and goes yep. from there. Then you're good. But that's like where the NS run will begin is that far into Constantine's run. Yeah. Issue forty three. That's crazy. Um, so it's totally up to you. Although I gotta say, like, I think Delano does a great job, mm-hmm. and so I think starting with Original Sin is enough. You know what I mean? But yeah. if you're like hardcore, like, no, I want to go back to the beginning. Yep. It's got to be Saga the Swamp Thing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which, speaking of Swamp Thing, let's talk about Swamp Thing. Um, if you're going to read Swamp Thing, you're probably like most people, Just which is for myself included, you're looking for Alan Moore's Swamp Thing. Yep. And so you're going to ignore all the other books that say Swamp Thing, and you're going to look for Saga of the Swamp Thing. Yes. And, and it usually says on it, Alan, Alan Moore, Moore. Right. You're going to be looking for issue number 21 of Saga of the Swamp Thing, which is Anatomy Lesson, which is one of the most well-known and most talked about issues of Swamp Thing. Yep. Adapted so, into the show. Yes. Yes. Um, it's kind of where things took a, like a turn. Yes. Uh, Swamp Thing wasn't doing well <laughs> in terms of sales, I no. think. And so they brought more on and, and this is where it started. So I, I would say start there. Definitely. And yeah, Although from there. Uh, Len Wein did write Swamp Thing to tr- before that and he created Swamp Thing and... His work is timeless, and you yes, would enjoy no, it. Yes, no, absolutely. But a lot of folk are just oh, I know, straight no. up like... That's the thing, like, go... No I, one's judging you when you read by yourself. So, like, yeah. go read your your Alan Moore stuff. Then go back and take a look at the Ween stuff. Yeah, exactly. So. Do you have a Batman list? I assume you have a Batman list. I mean, list. I made a Batman list for Instagram, but I can, I can share it here. Uh, there's a ton of Batman you can get, like, across the board. Right. Um, I, the, the recommendation list that I had was books that included, like, basically they were just runs that are completed that you can just get into, and it'll, it'll take a lot of time. Right. Well, I, I just didn't know if you had one, because I know you mentioned that you had Arrow, so I don't know if you want to go yeah, there, I, and well, then I can go to my Marvel stuff. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'll share my Batman really quick. Um, I, I figured you'd make people wait for it. 
Right. Okay, yeah, I'll hang on to my Batman then. For, <laughs> but for Arrow, I mean, like, obviously, there's the Grell run, like the Mike Grell run, which includes things like Longbow Hunters and Hunter's Moon. Um, it's very different and very stylized and very dark. Someone with all the drugs and the mountain and the wiry in the mountains having a drug deal? Yes, that okay. one. Um, <laughs> if you want humor, Quiver and uh, Sounds of Violence by Kevin Smith. Yeah. And Phil Hester is really fun. Uh, if you want, like, classic Green Arrow, like the Green Arrow that everyone else is referencing, you gotta check out Hard Traveling Heroes from Denny O'Neill and Neil Adams. Mm. Or the Neil run. Uh, but yeah, the uh, Hard Traveling Heroes is, it's its not a purely Green Arrow story. It's a Green Arrow Green Lantern story. Okay. But uh, some of the best art from Neil Adams' career and uh, some of the most, like, oh, this is the character of Ollie Queen now. Of, of his career. Yeah. Um, Archer's Quest by Brad Meltzer is also really good. Brad Meltzer, I think, wrote uh, Identity Crisis. Um, but Archer's Quest is pretty good as well. Mm -hmm. And of course, uh, if you must read a New 52 book, you could go, you could do worse than Jeff Lemire's run with uh, The Kill Machine. Uh, these are all Green Arrow books that are like run the gamut and represent a different version of Ali that you'll probably enjoy. The Kill Machine? The Kill Machine. That's right, yeah. <laughs> So those those are those I, are. My I read arrows. a little bit of the rebirth run for yeah. a little bit. I don't know what ended up happening with that. Yeah, you just you just fell off. I because, totally like, that's fell what off. happens. I feel bad. I feel bad about that. Yeah, I did the same thing with the rebirth Wonder Woman run, which <sighs> I wanted to enjoy a lot, and I think it was good, but just not good enough for me to get into it. Same deal, by the way. I didn't recommend Grant Morrison's Earth One Wonder Woman. Yeah. Yeah, like I get it, but like I, it's I prefer the art. Yeah. You know, like, I think the Dodsons worked on that one, and mm -hmm. I love that image of her holding the tank. Like, great stuff. Yeah, yeah. But overall... Well, listen, we could literally just name books stuff. forever. Well, and that's the thing. We could name things you're going to put in the comments, but, like, why? You're going to do that for well, me. Well, no, I don't even mean that. I just mean, like, we've got X amount of time on the show, and, like... Oh, we've already half hour over time. Oh, are we really? Yeah. Okay, then let me finish up real quick. My Marvel stuff, which was, like, random, because it's like, here's the thing. What would you expect me to say for Marvel? Ghost Rider. I was going to say Doctor Strange the Doctor Oath. Strange, yeah. Doctor Strange, like, Way of the Weird. Like, Aaron, you know what I mean? Like, that's what you're expecting from me. Right. So I didn't put Jason that on Jason Aaron, there. that kind of thing, yeah. Did not put that on there. Jason Aaron's on here. Um, you should check that out. Uh, yes, you should. Absolutely. Um, I'm gonna, I threw on there the thing that everybody has already read, but if you haven't, go back and read Old Man Logan. Yeah. Mark Miller and Steve McNiven. Just do it. Like, if you haven't read it for some reason, it's just, go get it. It's so crazy yes by the way if you like that you should also check out sorrentino and lemire's old man love yeah exactly but like you can just grab the mark miller it's all self-contained you just grab that you don't have to do anything else beyond that if you don't want to but mm -hmm. like it is just such an incredible story especially you have like a cursory knowledge of the marvel, marvel universe because universe, yeah. there's like a lot of imagery in there that like hits you hard right then along the same lines of like wow crazy universe 1602 Yes. Written by, uh, of course, Neil Gaiman with art by Andy Kubert. Oh. Uh, enhanced Pencils by Andy Kubert. Yeah. Um, we've, we've talked about it, obviously, here, both of those books. Yep. We've talked about on back issues. Um, but 1602, if you're looking for something, you're like, oh, I always wanted to, like, I'll read that someday. I'll read that someday. Now's the time. Yeah. Now that someday has come. Um, it's just a really spectacular story set in a very different um, time period for the yeah. Marvel Universe and again one of those things where it's like if you have a knowledge of the Marvel Universe at like cursory at best you're gonna, you're gonna get a lot that's happening in there yes. and like it's just fun um 
I'm gonna toss out um, Rogan Gambit or oh, Mr. Kelly and Thompson? Mrs. X, either or. Yeah, Rogan Gambit comes before Mr. and Mrs. X. Um, but if you love the, if Rogan Gambit are your two favorite X Men, <laughs> kind of like they are for me, right? Then you need to grab Kelly Thompson's run on Rogan Gambit and then Mr. and Mrs. X yeah. with with their marriage. Um, just so much fun. Kelly Thompson clearly has a, a big love for those two mutants, especially in the time period that like I learned about them. Yeah. <laughs> um, so like I would just go and grab that. It, it's a fun, quick kind of read for both of those volumes. And uh, yeah, I, I just think it's kind of cool. And it kind of actually gives you some knowledge as to the status quo of Rogue and Gambit right now. Yes. So it, I would, I would say it's not a bad pull. Uh, talking of course about modern books i couldn't make it through this show without telling you to go read conan uh, um by jason aaron and um mahmoud asrar yeah um it's just such a spectacularly told story listen jim zub has done a great job on um savage sword and currently on conan and there's a whole bunch of other like current conan books but I really loved the way Jason Aaron told his story, and you're gonna get some spectacular art. And honestly, like if you grab the first volume, the way each like issue is set up, there is an overarching story, but like each issue is kind of its own little self-contained world. And yeah. so it's like you can read it like an issue and then put it down. Right. And you can come back to it later and it's gonna be right there waiting for you. Mm -hmm. You're not gonna want to, but please go get Conan. Yes. By Jason Aaron. Um, I also want to give a shout out to Into Shambhala, another one of those Marvel graphic novels. This is my Doctor Strange for the list yeah. because it's one of those books that everyone has kind of forgotten about. Um, J.M.D. Mateus and Dan Green told a very different story um, about Doctor Strange. It is out there. Yep. But it is. not in that like cosmic, trippy, you know. Psychedelic. psychedelic that's the word i wanted oh, okay. psychedelic was exactly the word i wanted um sort of sense it, this is going more into like the psychedelic terms of like magic and mysticism yeah. and like leaning heavily into that right um with some art that i've never seen before done no for dr strange it is a beautiful book um if you can get it <laughs> if, you can find if it. If you can find it. Because it's not collected. Uh, well, because it's just a more graphic novel. Yeah. Um, so you'll have to find it. I don't know if it's digital. It might be. It, I doubt it. But, like, I, I, I love this story. Yep. Um, it's, it's just such a, it's such a trip. Yeah. It's a trip. And then the last thing I have for this, like, I was like, oh, yeah. I'm going to recommend the um, Dan Abnett run on Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah. Because I have, like, a real soft spot for that book because... That was one of those books I just kind of picked up on my own. Yeah. Um, when I first, like, you know, was getting more into reading big two yeah. stuff. Because it was like, I read Doctor Strange and I read indie books. Right. And occasionally I read some Batman, but that was it. And then this, like, for some reason I was really drawn to this. And a lot of people say it's where they drew a lot for the movies. B yes. Um, but That's like, where they got the team. I feel like it's weirdly, like, nobody really talks about the Abnet run. Not really. Well, they, um, they used to. Like, when it was happening, yeah. people were talking about how great it was yes. and how much they were enjoying it. Yeah. And when they tried to do more of it without him... People kept comparing it to it, but like now enough times passed where yeah, it, it's 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 getting forgotten. Yeah, so I would say go back and grab that. Um, I, there's some imagery in there that I've never forgotten, like when Gamora. Um, <laughs> yeah, like this is a really spectacular moment where she does something like over the top, and then there's like this like 
office style sort of interview with her later on yep. and like it's just it's rough yeah it's rough um but I, that that book really stuck with me so i just wanted to throw it out there because I, I don't talk about it a whole lot yeah it's also a good segue into annihilation which is one of the best marvel events there you go um so check that out as well uh, yeah as... it really threw me off by the way that like later on like quasar is not part of anything yeah and like this is like philovel yeah, yeah i was like wait what <laughs> yeah no i killed her off <laughs> Uh, Frosty Five O helping us out. Thank, Thank you very you much, so Frosty. Much. Uh, artist FKA Red says, "How do you feel about Kelly Thompson on Deadpool?" I like it, but again, like I'm not a big, big Deadpool um, reader, but I feel like her like sarcastic, chatty tone really works for Deadpool. And we saw a little bit of Deadpool in her Mister and Mrs X because he shows up for like an issue or so. That's right. Um, because he obviously has a thing for Rogue, so he gets kind of he inserts himself. Into, into their, their relationship. Yeah. Um, so I, I kind of like it, um, but I'm not sure how it stacks up for hardcore, hardcore Deadpool readers yeah. um, compared to other runs. Right. Uh, Heroing 2.0. Hey, Sal, what would you what would you say is your favorite part of the JMS Spider-Man run? Mine is probably the Pete MJ May stuff. The issues were... He helps kids in his school and other people. Uh, I like that too. Uh, I really enjoy JMS's run overall, but there are a lot of like asterisks after that. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, Happy Birthday is where it's at. That's like the end all be all in terms of his like ability to tell some of the best Spider-Man stories. Is, is there that... his Happy Birthday? Yeah, you know what it is. I was like, is that uh, the? the... Uh, it's excellent. Uh, it's also definitely worth reading. I was literally about to be like, what's the one with Doctor Strange and him? Yeah. Where that, it made that, me cry. Yeah, that's the one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, excellent. Like, uh, like, like a baby. Yeah, right? Like a, like a straight up ugly cry <laughs> in that book. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but when he joins the Avengers and he moves in, good stuff until Civil War, like everything. <laughs> uh, and uh, Jose Ar uh, Arm... Armandaris says, have you ever thought about doing a podcast or show with everybody like Harmontown, where the subject could be anything or end up being a hilarious mess? Love you guys and the channel for four <laughs> years. Nice to know that, man. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, we've never Thank really you. thought about doing an actual show, like a podcast with all of us. Um, it would end up being like a mess. Yeah, we should... If I would consider doing it. Yes. I would very much consider doing it. I don't yeah, know what yeah. I would call it, but uh, maybe you can let us know in the comments down below what you think of that. Okay. Uh, as far as Batman goes, it's on Instagram, but like, these are just long, like, where it's like, I don't have time. I just want to read Batman and the same Batman for a while. Mm -hmm. You could read the Snyder Capullo run. It does have an end. It ends with the last night on Earth, essentially. But like, there's a million ends to that run. You sure. can just read it until it stops. Until you don't want it. Until you don't want to anymore. <laughs> uh, no Man's Land is not a bad place to start. It's a it's an endless stream of Batman in a really odd time. Uh, but it's like it's it seemingly has no end as well, and it's it's not so much a like a story as it is a run because like it collects all these different in like unconnected shit that just happens during that period. Um, but it is like it is collected on all in every volume, and and you can go all the way. Right. Um, you could also read the entire Grant Morrison run, and it has a definitive end, and you can get all the way through that. So if you start with Batman one, you go all, well Batman six uh, fifty five, and go all the way to seven twelve, and 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 beyond, you'll be good to go. Um, where is it? Oh, uh, Long Halloween, obviously. Yeah. You should check that out. Uh, it's, it's just beautiful. Uh, you could read the the Private Case book, uh, mm -hmm. which was uh, Detective Comics number 840 to 845. Only five issues. A lot of fun. It's a very good story. You should read Batman and Robin from Tomasi and Gleason, which uh, runs about 40 issues. 
So that's not bad. Mm -hmm. uh, you could also pick up the Batman Adventures, which I think is better than the Adventures Continue, tying it all back to the end of the episode. Oh, uh, but it came, it's about 36 issues. Uh, I would read all of those. Mm -hmm. If you liked that show, you're going to love these. And for an added bonus, if you uh, are interested in like earlier Adventures of Batman with a deliberately modern flair, you should check out the Legends of the Dark Knight series. Uh, well, it's a it's a label. Um, I would recommend the first five if you want to know what you're what you're getting into by yeah. reading Batman Shaman, um, which came out in '89, and it's very different from everything else, but it's also very like stylized. Uh, this includes things like the like not this run doesn't, but like it'll include things like Batman Venom and like the cult and stuff. I was wondering about because that cover looked or oh, the image yeah. you had that really took me to the cult. Yes, uh, it's 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 meant to th to make you think of that, but it's the cult is actually its own thing, which yeah. you should also check out. But it's and it's also the cult by Bernie Wrightson right. and uh, Jim Starlin. Okay, and uh, man, good one. But I recommend that all the and time. And that and that goes without saying that we we don't even have to mention Dark Knight. Returns. Oh, Dark Knight Returns, Year One, you know, all that crap. Yeah, like, like yeah. you know, you, the, those are there. They're fantastic. If you haven't had a chance to delve into them, definitely grab them. Yeah. I'm going to put this out there because, like, I know not everyone likes it, but if you are someone who looks, is maybe more of an independent reader and is looking to maybe grab a Batman book that, like, is going to make you question everything you just read after you're done with it, go grab Batman Damned. I, I know not everyone liked that book. Right. But, like, I was just actually giving it a reread yeah. today. And it and, still like, holds up. I think it holds up, but I like those kinds of stories where at the end of it, I'm like, wait, is it is it this? Is it that? Is it whatever? Like, intentionally leaving something open-ended, I think, can really work if it's intentional. Right. And, like, I, I really felt like it was meant to be that. Um, but, like, I like those kinds of books. And it's not totally. super long. No. Um... But no. again, I know it's not for everyone. That's true. That, that book is not for everyone. Yeah. But, uh, and hey, if you're feeling a little nostalgic and you miss uh, Dan DiDio, uh, you should read the best thing his name's ever been a part of, uh, 52. Oh, there you go. That's 52 issues. One. It's not bad. It's a lot of fun. It's a, it's yeah. the most uh, cohesive DC's been in a long, long time. Did you think before I was going to say whatever happened to the Cape Crusader? Because I no, adore that book as well. No, I was going to think, I thought you were going to say Super Heavy. Because <gasps> I'm the only one who likes <laughs> even snyder doesn't want to talk about super heavy i know i'm like no, he i that. like it i know he doesn't even want to reference it oh fine yeah he, he, you know he has, he has all these cool things no but uh yeah i'm gonna thank you so much for hanging out with us listen uh we're in weird times but not dark times just odd weird uh bizarre times where there are no comics but they will be back yeah and, and, uh, and in greater numbers. Yes, because they're going to be stockpiling them. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, we'll see you guys next time with an all new episode. Of course, if you haven't already, you should subscribe to this channel. Give this video a like. It helps us out a little bit. But uh, moreover, uh, we want to thank our sponsors for today's episode. All of you in the Super Chats out there. Thank you so much for watching us live and doing that. Um, and uh, if you liked this show or you want more and you're like, uh, don't try to dance around the fact that there are new, no new comics, then watch every other show we make, which of which there are many. There's yes. Elseworlds Exchange. It's another live show we'll do tomorrow. Um, there's also back issues and, and, and so much more. I've got extra Elseworlds banked and, uh, and, and in the works. And, of course, uh, if you are looking for a long... Uh, exposure to us, you should go back and find Harbor Patrol uh, Campaign 1 and reacquaint re re yourself with those Why characters. Why would you call it exposure? By the way, I love talking about Super Heavy because then the Super Heavy fans come out and I'm like, hey! <laughs> They're like, hey, I like that too! Yeah. Hooray, <laughs> right, sorry. But, uh, <laughs> no, that's all right. But we'll see you guys next time with an all-new episode of Off the Rack. I am Sal. And I'm Tiffany. So long, everybody. Thanks Bye, for watching. Bye, guys. <laughs>